I think by now, listeners of this show realize that both you and I, Brian, we're, we're not big fans of meek men. And I don't think women should be fans of, of meek men either. But I think men should be men if you determine that you are a man. I mean, let's, let's break it down these days. You never know. But if, if you're a man and you choose to actually identify as a man, you should act like a fucking man. And if you're a woman who's into men, you should be into strong men, right? Manly men, not these little bitch men. Look, my advice goes out to guys. Guys, if you and your girl are drinking at three o'clock in the morning and you're hanging out at her place and she decides that she no longer wants to see you and kicks you out of her apartment, please do me a favor. Do not go to the closest train station and find yourself crying on the train tracks. Like a manly drow running through Menza Branson, this is Dyson Pipes. Uh, hi, Chris. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm actually. I'm hoping that my Zippo lasts for the entire show because, yet again, I forget to uh, fill it with some fucking lighter fluid. Oh shit! <sighs> but uh, I should be good. I filled it like fucking like a 10 second pour last week, so I, yeah, I think we should be good. Yeah. This is uh, for the week of December 13th. In the year of our Lord, uh, 2019, find us on the Twitter grams and Insta chats and whatever else, uh, Dyson Pipes, and you can check out the Dyson Pipes podcast subreddit, which is still as barren as a baby's bottom. Uh, oh, you mentioned for the week of uh, the 13th. I just, I, everybody needs to be made aware that this is a Friday the 13th. Stay inside. How do we find out if it's a full moon? Uh, it was a full moon last night. Okay. <clears throat> uh, this uh, we're all saved. It was uh, the winter moon, I think they call it, or the snow moon. Or a harvest moon. No, winter moon for the winter solstice. A blue moon. Nope, that's a beer. Oh. Uh, that was close. It was a winter moon for the winter solstice and the... Why do you keep saying solstice? Solstice. That's the way you're supposed to say it. Supposed to say it? (laughs) All right. We're starting early here on the Dyson Pipes uh, podcast when you fuck up a word. Uh, We're going to go with D&D rules. So Brian is going to roll a uh, a D20. Uh, Anything over a 10, Brian is saved. He doesn't have to drink. That's a seven. Excellent. You might as well start with what you're drinking. Uh before you Jameson, put it to your pursed uh, lips. <laughs> Jameson Caskmates Stout Edition. Beautiful. Stout like a dwarf. Th- there you go. That's how you aerate your whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naturally through the lips. Well, I don't have a Buchanan's bottle to do it for me. What so. a piece of shit. I'm finally glad that I don't have to stare at that fucking bottle anymore on the table. We have so much to get through today. 
It's going to be an action-packed show. This, of course, uh, we're taking a little breather, uh, recharging the batteries from the gameplay. So this is going to be a retro episode on uh, one of our favorite topics. Our favorite topics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling. Uh, pro wrestling through the through the years. Uh, I think when you say our, not to interrupt, but I think when you say our favorite topics, I mean something that's like relevant to you now and something that was relevant to me 30 years ago. I mean, it's not really relevant to me now, now. Really? What's in front of me? Check the publishing date on that. It doesn't on that, matter. On that, on that. Is, is that when you bought it? It was a Christmas gift, A. On the publishing date? Yeah, and I think it's like five years old. Half a, half a decade uh-huh. ago. What, when was the last time that you actually watched this on, on television? Uh, so, so my kids like watching the pay-per-views. Oh, okay. Okay. Blame it on the children. Um, me, personally, yes. I haven't watched it since aught nine. Aught nine. That, did I just hear you say aught nine? Okay. Um, <laughs> very good. Uh, uh the first American edition was done in 2012. Okay, so, so almost all, eight years all ago. 12. All 12. Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, we have an action-packed show uh, full of drop kicks and DDTs. Uh, so let's get the bullshit out of the way. I am drinking, as I said, uh, Jameson Caskmates Stout edition for the winter solstice. And uh, I am smoking... Captain Black original. Now, what I find interesting about Captain Black mm-hmm. is uh, it's... Uh, Can I just smell it? The the tin note? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oof. good, good toss. Uh, it is Black Cavendish and Burley. Let me pop the pouch. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. Pringles? Ain't no party like a damn party. Ain't no party like a maiden party. Oh, it smells so good. This, and we may have covered this before, but I think this is like one of my favorite smelling tobaccos. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting about it is it's cheap. I, I think the, the pouch, how much do you get in this son of a bitch? It might be two ounces. 1.5 ounces. It's like four ninety nine in New York City. So. so in a communist state, you can buy a one and a half ounce pouch of Captain Black for five bucks. Mm-hmm. No large sodas. Uh, no straws. Or straws. Or plastic bags. How do they sell that to you? It's in a plastic pouch. Fuck. It's a loophole. I'm going to bring that shopping with me. <laughs> I can carry one egg. <laughs> uh, so it's dirt cheap, and you can find it almost anywhere. Right. Yet, it's because... Uh, how do I, how do I want to put this? Because it's so easy to procure, Are one would... fucking kidding me? What's wrong? I'm out of fucking lighter fluid. How? I don't think you're giving... I know. I know what I did. What'd you do? I left it in my car. I left it in my car. Lighter fluid. Let me just break this down on a molecular level. You see, lighter fluid, the molecules that are contained within lighter fluid are smaller than the molecules in air. Air, of course, everybody knows is just O2. There's nothing else in air. And because of that, it's larger, so they fight. And, of course, the O2 molecules win out over the smaller... The O2 molecules? Molecules. Fuck! God damn it. <laughs> molecules. I'm thinking of follicles because I have no hair. And 11. Uh, I'm drinking Maker's Mark. 
Yeah, anyway, I left it in my car since last week. And I think because of that, and it's been so cold. For some reason, I think it like drew out all mm-hmm. the, uh, the vapor. Well, this lighter has stayed in the West Cabin in perpetuity. Fuck me, man. And yet you still... <sighs> Look at this. It looks fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's lit. Yeah, maybe you don't know how to use it. It's like having a micro penis. Like, yeah, you have one, a, but a teeny what, what good is boner. it? Like, it, you can't do anything it with it. It was an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot weenie. <laughs> <laughs> and the gals all laughed. Oh, my God. I'm what, a disaster. What dude. is fucking happening I'm over there? I'm a fucking disaster. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. I didn't mean to. You're no, no, no. You did mean to because you did it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I'm sorry, I won't talk. Uh, Captain Black is so readily available, yet it's not the easiest tobacco to smoke because it's cased so heavily that it gets so hot. You have to have a, a very slow cadence when smoking it. Mm. It is not a beginner's tobacco. That's my. That's what I'm saying right now. Speaking of beginner's tobaccos, what are you, uh, what are you smoking over there? Two lighter, Jimmy. First of all, I'm using a fucking uh, crack bick. What is this? Isn't even, dude. This isn't even a bick. No, bick does doesn't make that bullshit. Doesn't. Um, yeah. Okay. This is good. And now I'm going to be fucking picky as shit. Now you want to go after me? Twenty. You're a dick. Fuck me. Hold on. Excuse me. What the fuck is Liberty Lights? That's what kind of lighter it's this is. What lights freedom? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, now I got tobacco on my fucking whiskey. Ah, well, I Ed's guess that's flavor. <laughs> fucking call me out. Okay, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Forgive me. I am smoking um, Cloud Hopper. Ah, and this is the first time that I've smoked it, so I really can't give you. I have no initial thoughts because I can't even get this fucking thing lit. Would you like to borrow a lighter? D- can I borrow your lighter? <sighs> this is so frustrating. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, Backhand catch. Yeah, not bad. I'm smoking it in my uh, Savinelli. Then I had a. I spent probably two hours and half a bottle of whiskey. I was just literally about to bring this up. So uh, for those of you out there listening, maybe uh, you're here for the gameplay, not for the pipes. And maybe some of you are here for the pipes, not the gameplay, you fucking weirdos. Uh <laughs> And then there's some of you real degenerates that are here for both. If you are a gameplay person that has decided through our expert analysis, thanks, of course, to uh, our tobacconist, Clyde Von Hellwind, mm. you've decided to endeavor on this pipe adventure. Uh, you should obviously clean your pipe uh, you know, often when, when you use it using pipe cleaners. Uh, but once in a while, and I'm not religious with it, it's just kind of when I'm bored, more if I'm going to be honest. But once in a while, uh, one should do a deep clean on your pipe collection. And a deep clean consists of breaking the pipe down into its base components. Mm. Good. <laughs> the stem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not fucking, we're not de-engineering a fucking engine block. Mm. Uh, but taking your pipe cleaner, cleaning it out real nice-like, and then 
uh, cleaning it with some alcohol. And some people say grain alcohol, like clear. Uh, and Wait, when I rubbing alcohol? Uh, no, like uh, like Everclear or something like that. Uh, because I was wondering why this tastes kind of weird. Mm, yeah, you're starting to get, your eyes are dilating. Yeah. It's weird. At least my mouth is disinfected. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so clean in there now. I did not for the, I, I did not use rubbing <laughs> alcohol. Uh, but when I first uh, went down the rabbit hole of pipes, I saw that somebody who enjoyed drinking bourbon in particular would buy a cheap, like, low-grade bourbon uh, and use that to clean their pipes to leave like a, almost like a bourbon ghost inside the pipe to enhance the flavor. Uh, so... You should do that once in a while, like uh, like Chris did the other day. Yep. So how'd that go? Yeah, it was good. Of course, I haven't done it once in a while. I don't know. I think I got like so caught up in the whole like idea of smoking my pipes that, dude, for the longest time, I just forgot to put them through like a, a nice cleaning cycle. So I have not done the... Uh, it, what I was doing, I was taking gin in the past. You're a fucking ass. Gotta rub it in. High production value. You know what? Let's talk to let's talk to Barry and see every single time I go to fucking use the Bic if he can actually insert a Zippo sound. Barry, he's on it. I'll shoot him an email so it's in writing. Anyway, um, I was using gin, but after you had told me about people using uh, whiskey, so I started using bourbon. So the other day, I decided I took all my pipes. I went into my basement. I just wanted to get drunk. My wife was at work. So I took that bottle of uh, 1792 downstairs. I really wanted to to dive into that bottle. <clears throat> and uh, like a fucking man, I laid out the bottle of whiskey, the glass that I was drinking out of, pipe cleaners, broke down all my pipes, and I was dipping the pipe cleaner in the glass that I was drinking the whiskey out of and just double dipping into the pipe and then back into my whiskey. You never double dip the chip. That's some, like, unwritten rule. Hmm. I know for next time. I got too drunk <laughs> while doing this. I, I was... Dude, I I had a fucking solid rhythm going. I was cleaning all my pipes. There were a lot of pipes where, like, on the uh, on like the rim of the bowl on the top where it were starting to get darkened, and it wasn't, like... They're not charred. They're not ruined by, like, char marks. They're just, you know, it's more, um, like, tar buildup. You know the the, the carbon buildup right. on like the the rim of the bowl, and for some reason my first pipe that I had bought that fucking uh, that Savinelli Trevi had like a decent buildup on the uh, on the one on one part of the uh, of the rim. In in the history of the podcast, by the way, yes, that yes. Trevi is the most important pipe. It's got the most uh, heritage because that was your first pipe, of course. No, and I really appreciate you trying to like make me feel bad um, because I I. Had to wait for that to be my last pipe to clean, and by that point, I was I was pretty fucking hammered, sitting on my couch in my basement, and I'm I'm fucking cleaning away, cleaning away, and I use two sets, two different types of pipe cleaners. I use a really small, narrow one that I clean the internal components of the pipe, and then I use a wider, like real fluffy one, and I fold it in half, and I dip it in the bourbon, and then I use that to to clean the outer rim. Dude, I was going to town on this thing. Like, I was trying to fucking, like, clean the AIDS out of a... It, it, like, I, just, I don't even know what I'm saying. But 
you get my point. <laughs> I was fucking working it. Like, if I didn't get rid of it, I was going to have to cut my arm off. I was fucking pushing and scrubbing and pushing and scrubbing. And the next thing I know, when it was all done and I looked at it, all the fibers that were on the pipe cleaner were gone. And I was just cleaning the top of my pipe like with a wire brush. the fucking wire of the pipe cleaner. <laughs> so I just scratched the shit out of the fucking rim of my pipe. Not happy. Not um, happy. Well, I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Question number one. Were you using drugs at the time? No, I don't do drugs. I fucking drink alcohol. Are you sure you don't do drugs? Because there's a conspicuous white powder on you. Dude, come on. <sighs> and it's mostly in your lap area. Look, I had an accident in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's not been going my way the last couple of days. But uh, again, I, I... Oh, again? Uh, okay, maybe I'm not in a good mood. 12. Oh, boy. <sighs> All right, so quick story. So last night, um, I'm at work. I get hungry. Usually, I, I don't eat at work. So I decide I want... As we know, you only eat once every, like, 40 hours. Yes. And I binge eat. Like I eat like 40 pounds of food, <laughs> and then that's it. I just, I, I just don't eat for like the rest camel. of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a conservationist when it comes to food. So, uh, so I decide to get food at work. I get a sandwich, and I get some, uh, some delicious Italian wafer cookies. They are fantastic. They're like these little cubes. They're maybe like an inch by an inch by an inch. They're like a perfect cube, tiramisu flavor. So they are very, they're kind of chalky. But they taste, they have that coffee taste that, you know, because obviously you make tiramisu with coffee. Um, So they have that tiramisu coffee taste, but they're very dusty and dry and and chalky. So yeah, you have to make sure that you're drinking something as you're eating these. You you could die. Yes. If you take one heavy inhale, like you can suffocate yourself. It's like the cinnamon challenge. Yeah. It's like, you know how people can drown in an inch of water? You can fucking suffocate in three cubes of these tiramisu wafer cookies. So I did not finish all of them at work. So as I was driving over to the West Cabin, I was polishing the rest of them off. I was trying to, to get a full belly of shit uh, before I started pouring whiskey on it. By the way, I'm drinking Maker's Mark. You mentioned that. I just wanted to reiterate okay. to the listener just in case uh, they go, oh, Chris is talking. Let me tune him out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, I just polished off the cookies as I'm backing into the uh, into my spot over here next to the West Cabin, as I'm trying to roll up this bag, because I was going to put it in my center console, which I use as my garbage can, um, yeah, I apparently built up too much air pressure inside of the bag. And we all know, well, if you haven't had wafer cookies, you wouldn't know, but like I said, they get very dusty. So the bottom of the bag is like fucking fine. It's like talcum powder. Right. So it's as like anthrax. Yes. Yeah. So as I'm rolling up the bag, because the bag is maybe like 10 to 12 inches, right? So I'm, I'm rolling the bag, I'm rolling the bag. It leaves like a pocket of like three inches of air at the bottom. And I don't know why in my sick brain I thought I would be able to get one more roll out of it before I put it in. And all of a sudden I heard, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And the bag just became very flimsy. And so I go to take the bag, I look down at my lap, and I go to take the bag to put it in the center console. And what's in my lap? fucking eight pounds of cookie dust (laughs) all over me. It hit my lap, and it's so fine that as it hit my lap, it blew right up into my chest. It it, it It was all over my body. It reminded me of that scene in True Romance. You ever see that movie with, uh, I think it's Patricia Arquette, uh, Christian Slater is in it. Um, 
Yes. That scene where I don't know his real name, but he was Balky in Perfect Strangers. He plays like some big time fucking like producer or Hollywood big shot, and he's doing fucking blow in his Porsche, and it fucking ends up all over his lap, and he gets pulled over by the cops. Like that's what I felt like. I had this fucking dust all over me. It was very uncomfortable. So all I can think of as I'm looking at myself in shame, Brian is sitting in the West Cabin, staring out the window to his left, looking at me in my car, just staring at my lap for about five minutes. <laughs> I thought you had a really bad night at work and you were just kind of collecting yourself. <laughs> I would have thought that you believed that I pissed my pants and I just couldn't get out of the car. Like maybe I started drinking early. I, to be honest, mm -hmm. if you did urinate in your pants, the first thing I would have thought is why oh why couldn't you have waited one more minute so we could have done it on the air? Why I couldn't pee my pants on the air? Yeah. Well, if I had to pee and I got here, why would I come right into the West Cabin? Why wouldn't For I the go show. The if you're a true fucking trooper, you would... I would piss my pants on the show. Yes. So that's what we have to do for the audience. I would. For the listeners. I would. Piss ourselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll remember that the next time I have to take a shit. And then, uh, do we do that? In my last podcast, uh, I never released the episode, but somebody came to visit. And, uh, of course, our friends who are not hip to this, they know that this that podcasts are created in the West Cabin. So usually the first time somebody comes to visit the house, they're polite about it. But at some point, they broach the subject. Can we, can we check out the West Cabin? Mm. All right. So I ended up recording like an impromptu podcast with this guy that was over here. And uh, we were hitting the whiskey pretty hard. And in the middle of the conversation that we were having, uh, I just leaned over and threw up into a garbage can and then continued my point as if it never happened. Just out of nowhere. <laughs> just felt the need to fucking purge right in the garbage yeah, can. And he fell asleep uh, shortly after that like, while we're talking. <laughs> he just fell asleep right where you're sitting. I would think all due to drinking. Yes. Yeah. Or my stellar conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. Uh, by the way, I'm drinking Maker's Mark. Ah, um, good. How do you like the Cloud Hopper? I have no idea. Okay. My mouth is still completely dried out from those cookies. Like I, I just can't get any moisture back in my mouth. It doesn't matter what I drink. I brought my bottle of water in. You know, people do tune into us to hear our expert analysis on tobacco. Well, they're going to have to wait until... Uh, my taste buds come to life. Okay. You can give me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to listen a little longer. <sighs> What's with the band-aid on your hand? You are really pointing <laughs> out all my flaws today, aren't you? <laughs> You're a fucking mess. Dude, I've had a rough past couple of days. So real quick, uh, uh, story time. Let me let me just put my pipe Oh, oh boy. Okay. Let me put my Careful with down. that tome. I cannot wait to break that open. <laughs> I can't wait. So please feel free to uh, to interrupt with any questions you might have. Okay. So the the other day it's uh, <clears throat> it's snowing at work, and um, we were not able to uh, to drive into work together. So occasionally when it comes to bad weather, I like to take public transportation. I don't I don't want to use my car. God forbid you get into an accident. I'd rather have the train get derailed. And right, you, you put your life some money. in the hands of the fine folks of the Metro North. Yeah, because we all know that that always goes off without a hitch. Yeah, you know, no they, problems there. They don't try to take 20 mile an hour bends at 80, <laughs> derail a train, kill 12, you know? That, yeah. That's normal. That's why I sit in the front car. You so know? you can see it coming. Yes, yes, and hopefully my wife can, you know, get the house paid off. So, <clears throat> so I take public transportation in, and uh, so I'm leaving work. 
And dude, how many times does this happen? I'm in because when when I have to walk to the train, I have to walk through Brooklyn. And um, <clears throat> what are the chances that you know you get out of work early? It's dark outside. It's you know it's maybe like two three o'clock in the morning, and the next thing you know, a gigantic all black bull mastiff is just loose in the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> in Brooklyn, uh, often, <laughs> dude. But I would think more pit bull. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, everybody yeah. in Brooklyn has a the only thing. Pit the only thing that outranks or outnumbers pit bulls are cats. So many cats. A lot of cats. Bob Barker would be rolling in his grave. Why? Bob Barker did not like cats. No, you spay and neuter. Excuse me. At the end of every episode of Wheel of Fortune, or uh, no, that would be Prices Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, <sighs> you do. Yep. If you roll a fucking twenty, I'm leaving. <laughs> 18. Oh, wow. So Bob Barker, at the end of every Jeopardy, would talk about... <laughs> <laughs> yes. He'd say, uh, good night, everyone, and remember, have your annual spade and neutered. Did he work for, like, the ASPCA no, or something? No, just a thing with his. I don't know. Well, okay, whatever. So he'd be... Is he dead? He, yes. Oh, yeah, he'd be rolling in his grave. Like the big wheel. Ah, uh, just praying for it to stop it at now who's better bob barker or drew Carey? bob barker don't even fucking don't even fucking you're gonna make a fucking maniac out of me i think drew Carey is one of the greatest tv personalities ever i think you're a fucking asshole that's what i think that's what i'm saying right now whose line is it anyway is one of the greatest shows ever created yes especially when the british guy was in charge of it right drew Carey. nope Yep. Don't yeah, get he did the, the fuck out of here with that Drew Carey shit. So anyway, gigantic fucking all black bull mastiff. It's pitch black out. It's like it's we're getting like a wintry mix, right? I'm just walking. I'm minding my own fucking business, right? And dude, out of nowhere, I hear <laughs> like what? All right, the so I slow fuck? down. So you're on the sidewalk, or I'm you're on walking the sidewalk. on the street? No, no, no. I'm on the okay, sidewalk. So you're on the sidewalk. Yeah, I, I don't walk. I don't know why are people in Brooklyn obsessed with walking in the fucking street? Like, is the sidewalk on fire? No, it's so you don't get robbed. That's what they tell me. Dude, they'll rob you in the fucking street. I, I, I'm telling you what they tell me. Because I'm not a city boy. I would rather get robbed than get hit by a drunk driver walking <laughs> down the street. In Brooklyn, it could be either, no matter where you're walking. Right, but I think the likelihood of surviving a robbery is up higher than, you know, True. surviving a fucking, True getting crushed by a Dewey. All right, so you're, uh, you're so walking on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. It's, it's an unlit street. Okay. Okay. It's a wintry mix out. So it's kind of snowing. It's a little sleet, some rain. It's fucking miserable, dude. Like, I'm walking. I got my head down. I got my hoodie on. Now, was it like echoey? Like, could you tell where it was coming from? No, not echoey. I knew that this motherfucker was behind me. Oh, oh, so he's stalking you. Somehow. So, uh, so what I think happened was I was walking past a row. I was on like a residential block, unlit. And I had just walked past what appeared to be a brownstone that was under construction. And next to that brownstone was an open lot. Uh, for those who don't know, brownstones are... Like, like a row house. The, era, the stereotypical like house that you see in every New York City movie or TV show. Right. The stairs leading up. Yes, the exterior stairs lead up to like the second right. floor. And then it's usually, if you're going to look at it that way, it's 
usually like a three or four story right. building, and it's connected one right after another. Yeah, yeah. After they're all another. connected all the way down the block. Yeah. And if they had good planning back then, all of them would look the same. It would be a very nice looking, like manicured block. Right. Um, all right. So you're walking through these. So a shortcut I'm, to the train, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm walking down this uh, this nice residential street, and um, I just walked past again. There was a, a a vacant, what appeared to be a vacant brownstone that was under construction. Next to that was a vacant lot. So there was nothing there. It's like a brownstone. You can like right into that lot, and then again, now another set of brownstones, and now another lot where there should be a brownstone, okay. but it's just it's open. So out of nowhere, I hear this deep fucking dog bark and i'm like you've got to be fucking like like i grew up in brooklyn i moved out i came back now i'm working there i've seen a lot of shit i have never turned around and seen a fucking bull mastiff that looked like it weighed 200 pounds a hellhound yes staring at me with its fucking jowls like just drooling spit Ugh. And he's just fucking eyeballing me. Was he clean looking? Like, did it look like he uh, was like owned by somebody, or did he look like a feral monster? He, I, I could tell that he did not have a collar on. So I, I don't know where he came from. Now you usually don't see wild bull mastiffs. So True. True he had that. to be owned by somebody, unless like some fucking asshole that you usually see in in Brooklyn, where they just had enough of their dog that they just go ahead and fucking let it loose, and they're like, "Fucking, I don't need this dog anymore." But this was actually a nice looking dog. Um, but again, no collar and massive. So standing, its head was probably up to like between my belly button and my chest. Like he was, this is a big fucking dog, right. and I'm like five ten, right? So he had to be from street to fucking head, maybe three and a half four. It, the dog was fucking big. He's probably three and a half, almost four feet tall. He's okay. a massive dog. Yeah. So I turn. It catches my attention. I, I turn towards this dog and I'm like holy shit and I don't know if he heard me say that and he thought that I said go fuck yourself <laughs> he then proceeded to charge no way dude this fucking dog charged how me. far at that point he was probably maybe 20 30 feet behind like at that point behind me I turned right. so now he's in front of me so now I book it now all the cars that are on the street are like small sedans and I'm like dude what the fuck am I so I'm running and I'm looking over my shoulder this dog is right behind me so I make it to this next vacant lot, and it was open. There were cars parked in there. It's like a zombie movie. Dude, it was fucking crazy. In this lot, like three cars deep, is this bright fucking orange, and I think that's the only thing that saved me because it just caught my eye. It was so obvious. was this bright orange Hummer H3, and I fucking jumped on this car. <laughs> I, dude, I can't, I fucking like destroyed this guy's hood. And in the process of doing so, I got my hand, I don't know what happened, but I guess when I jumped up, I got my hands caught on the grill and I fucking sliced like two of my fingers open and the knuckle on my right hand. And this dog just stood there, stared at me and barked at me for like five minutes. I'm hollering like a fucking lunatic. Of course, it's Brooklyn, so nobody gives a shit. Nobody comes out to see what's going on. I'm like, help me! Help me! And nothing. <laughs> Dog is like, what the love of God? Someone, please. And finally, I guess this dog realized that he was not going to be able to get up. Dude, it was slippery. It's fucking, you know, yeah. like I said, it was not. So this dog, he was unable to get up. And eventually, he lost interest and fucking walked back in the direction that he had come from. Okay, so he leaves. 
How long do you sit on the hood of this guy's car? Oh, no, dude. As soon as I saw the dog walk off, I, that, that was my opportunity. Because I was like, this, he might come back. Like, he might not get the treat that he wanted. I was his treat. And he's like, no, fuck it. I'm going back for it. So I was gone. So I got off and I speed walked my ass down the block to the train. Were you trying to be stealthy at all? No, dude. I was fucking, I was okay. gone. <laughs> I was gone. I, I felt like I was being stalked by somebody trying to rob me. So I kept like looking over my shoulder to make right. sure that everything was good. Uh, so just for your records, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. a Mastiff yes. has an armor class of 12. Uh, its hit points are 1d8 plus 1. It has a speed of 40 feet. So that that equals out, I think. Uh, it's got a passive perception of 13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think it could have stood your ground because its challenge rating is 1 eighth. 1 eighth. Yeah. I was unarmed. Uh, but it does have keen hearing and smell. The Mastiff has advantage on wisdom checks that rely on hearing and smell. However, mm-hmm. uh, it has a plus three to hit, uh, and it does 1d6 plus one piercing damage with its bite uh, and some flavor from the fifth edition monster manual. Uh, Mastiffs are impressive hounds prized by humanoids for their loyalty and keen senses. Mastiffs can be trained as guard dogs, hunting dogs, there we go, and war dogs. Halflings and other small humanoids like Chris ride them as mounts. <laughs> uh, that's what I should have done when it turned. Oh my god! Is this is this what it looked like? It, s- similar. It did not have the, uh, the armor. It didn't have the armor, and it was all black. Okay, that's like kind of chocolatey. I should have jumped on its back. Yeah, I could have rodeoed that bitch. Yeah, I didn't though. I cowered. Very cowardly. <laughs> I waited for the dog to leave, and then I scurried down the street like a fucking rat. Very good. Yeah. My journey didn't end there. Okay. So I get into the train station. And the dog followed you. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, Luckily, oh. the dog did not follow me. Uh, this this actually ties into what I was talking about in the, in the beginning. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you about this. Yeah. So, uh, so only me. Dude, I've had zero interactions with humans for like months <laughs> while traveling to and fro work, right? <laughs> My only inter- interaction has been with you. Mm-hmm. Nope. The one day that we can't go in together, and stupid me, this is why I'm never going to take public transportation again. Um, what I decide to do, again, is I go down into this train station. I'm waiting to, uh, to catch the train. And some sobbing female comes up to me. <sighs> oh, no. <sighs> Please help me. You've got to help my boyfriend. What, what's the matter? He's going to kill himself. Why Why me? Why me? Now, mind you, I know why me. There is nobody in the train outside of three bums that are sleeping on the steps as I right. stepped out. Obviously, she's not going to them. You know, I'm an abled body human who just fucking cowardly scurried down the street from a fucking dog. <laughs> now, funny, for the purposes of the show, I said it was a bull mastiff, but I think it was more like a chihuahua. No, 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 it was a bull mastiff. Um, yeah, I go, I follow this girl. And this girl's fucking boyfriend is sitting, he's off the platform, and he's sitting in between the tracks in the station. Okay. That's a dangerous place to be. Uh, yeah, I don't think you want to be there. Yeah. It, train comes, yeah, you're, you're, you're dead. There is no surviving that. Unless you do like the movies, I think you can just lay down and the train will just drive right over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to test that theory. No. <clears throat> Long story short, uh, me and the female were able to coax this fine gentleman off the track and back onto the platform, sobbing like a fucking baby. Like a baby. 
Okay, so hold on a second. So you go into the train station. Yeah. You're covered in theoretically snow and blood. I'm from soaking your hands. wet. <laughs> I'm soaking wet. My hands are bleeding. And this is help me, Mister. Is this a typical day in New York City? Because I've never lived in the city. Is this like a normal day? This is not a normal day for me. Uh, did it used to be when you were no, walking dude, the no, streets with the jets or the sharks? Uh, no. Once no. a jet, always a jet. Is that how it goes? Jets. Oh, no, please. Jets. No, this is not a typical day at 3 in the morning. Usually 3 in the morning, like you, you see, because what day was this? What's today? Today's Thursday. So this was like a Tuesday. Why were you leaving at 3 in the morning? You left work early? I, I left work early because I, I was I was afraid that the, the weather was going to get bad and I was going to be able to get my train. I got you. So I was like, let me just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's the last time we do that. Nope. I'm either- 3 in the morning is a weird fucking yeah, place. fuck that, dude. That's why I'm glad when we get to work, we batten down the hatches. <laughs> and it's like It's like the purge. Yes. We don't know what's happening no, out there. No, you have no idea. I pay no attention to the outside world. <laughs> Until the sun comes up. Because in my mind, like normal people come out when the sun is up. When the sun's down in New York City, it's fucking chaos. Our superintendent comes out and says you can leave. And we slowly crack open the door. It's like 28 days later. Yes. Hello? (laughs) I feel like that scene in like World War Z when they're in that apartment building. Yes. You know? And I'm just making sure that there's nothing in the stairwell. So... Yeah, this girl is sobbing. Her boyfriend is sobbing. He's sitting on the tracks. He wants to kill himself. We fucking talk to him. We finally get him up. How long did this take? Maybe five minutes. Oh, so he he did he he, this was like a a, for show. Of course, yeah. This he's doing it for dramatic effect. Now, did you have to pull him up, or was he able to under his own power? I'm fucking bleeding. I have open (laughs) wounds. I don't know what this fucking creature is. Did they look uh, uh, crackheady? No, no. They were both wasted. Okay. Young? So, yeah, young. Probably Pratt students. He No, no. I found out that he is uh, he's in law school. Ah. I think the pressure of law school was getting to him. And the fact that his girlfriend, I ultimately find out, had just broken up with him. Ah, okay. I think she wanted the D, and he was not man enough to give it to her. So she gave him an L. So she gave him an L and told him goodbye. And he said, yeah, I'm going to the train. I'm leaving. And while he was in a train station, he texted her a picture of him standing on the track saying, you'll read about me in the paper. How great would it have been if he stepped on the third rail by accident? Oh, not knowing. <laughs> Dude, that would be Because he's great. probably some douche from like Nebraska. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised. Having no idea. What a fucking night. Yeah. What a night. Yep. So that, 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 was, that was my evening on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, I went. I bought a Jeep. So I don't have to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to take the fucking train anymore. Let's see. What did I do on Tuesday? Uh, nothing. Mm, oh, thank you. Nope, I did do something. I, uh, and this is going to lead into our joint toast that we have today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing uh, Star Wars Fallen Jedi, Last Jedi, the, the new Star Wars video okay. game. How is it? Uh, amazing. It's but it's amazing. only single player. You can't Correct. play this online. Correct. Which is why I like it, because I'm very upset with multiplayer games right now. Yeah, you're uh, being antisocial every single time I text saying, hey, let's go on and yeah, play. No response. No response. I'm, I'm killing fucking stormtroopers right. like a boss. Uh, why wouldn't they make that multiplayer? Because that would ruin it. That's what I'm learning. That's what I'm learning lately. If they made it multiplayer, it would make it worse. Stop it. So <clears throat> my son has been playing the new, or not, it's not new anymore, I guess, but Spider-Man. So I've just finished uh, Star Wars. He had just finished Spider-Man. So we did a little switcheroo. Uh, so I'm almost done with Spider-Man. They're very short games. So it, it's it's a nice little... Uh, basically, we we found out that Diablo 4 is inbound at some point. But it's uh, on Blizzard speed. 
Right. <laughs> Inbound, uh, like the Metro North. Yes. <laughs> it's going to derail <laughs> at some point. Uh so I've been kind of playing some things to pass the time because I'm disgusted with the state of online video games at the moment. Uh, and I'll tell you what, dude, like Star Wars is very Souls-like. Um, lots of parrying, dodging. You're not just running through shit. It's very obtuse. Um, and now that got me kind of in the mood for that kind of game again. So now I've been playing Neo, N-I-O-H. Oh, I thought you meant like the Matrix. No, no, no. Uh, Niho, Neo, whatever. It's basically like ninja version of uh, Dark Souls. It's also from from software. No, they did um, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Oh, okay, right. That's actually from from software. Yes. Okay. Neo uh, is from Tecmo Koei, Team Ninja, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Oh, okay. Ninja right, Gaiden. Right. Um. So I've, I've, that's what I've been doing with my free time. Uh, I've been killing bull mastiffs with my swords uh, while you're running from them. So you're saying that I should, I should carry a sword? Around I'm saying I had a challenge rating of one eighth. I'm very disappointed in you. It, so you believe I should have stood my ground? It has the same. Ch- oh no, I believe the swarm of yeah. It has the same challenge rating as the swarm of bats. Dude, I would have lost an eye. <laughs> <laughs> I would have lost a fucking eye. Uh, Potentially an arm. True. I'm going with arm. I would have lost an arm. Now, Bull Matt, did, did he have a little cask of uh, whiskey under no, his neck? Oh, that's a fucking, that's a St. Bernard. Oh. And they're harmless. Don't fight. Like, why are you so disgusted? It was uh, a question. Because a St. Bernard is a, is a fucking. I didn't come out. Listen, it's I, I didn't come out here and, and fucking proclaim that it was a Bull Mastiff. I asked, and you're fucking treating me like I'm a piece of shit. I know you're in a bad mood because you got fucking bloody hands and dusty balls, but I didn't do that to you. Look, it's not my fault. Two minutes ago, you looked at a picture of a bull mastiff and you couldn't remember that it didn't have a cask around its neck. <laughs> it's a D&D bull mastiff. It had fucking armor. I recall the <laughs> bull mastiff that I saw was wearing armor. You just said it wasn't. Now you're a liar. Shit. And you, a thief. That is true. And a thief. <laughs> you thief. You dirty thief. <laughs> Cucumba. <laughs> Cucumba. Uh, so with that, we both agree we would like to propose a toast. Yes. Uh, so I'll let you uh, lead us away. I have become greatly disappointed in Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Greatly disappointed. What has gone from one of my favorite franchises, I, I to be, I would put Ghost Recon, the franchise of Ghost Recon, in. It's easily in my top five. It might make my top three franchise. All right, so I would say number one is Dark Souls. Number one is Dark Souls. Number two? It might be Red Dead. Okay. And then and then Ghost Recon. Um you can you can put Diablo in there someplace. Mm-hmm. Um Wow. Yeah, World of Warcraft. I mean, I've sank a shitload of fucking hours into that. Um so those would probably be my top five. And then outside of Dark Souls being number one, you could probably two through five kind of mix and match. Vacillate. Vacillate, yes, yes, yes. You know, as long as the viscosity is right. Correct. And they can move any which way they could. Dude, the game is broken. I think they tried to get too cute. Um, they tried to incorporate too much from Wildlands and The Division. 
and they tried to blend it together to make this one game in Breakpoint. Now, the concept is cool. I like this Aroa Island. I like the tech that you have to deal with. Awesome. What I despise, the more I play it, is the fact that you're, you're constantly, like, gear searching. And you're not searching for... You're not searching for like the stats on an actual like weapon or a piece of armor, some stupid shit like that. You're you're searching for your like gear score, right. and it's irrelevant, dude. It means nothing. Your gear score, in my opinion, does fucking nothing for you. I think in order to do the raid, which we'll get to that in a second, because that is pure fucking garbage. In order to do the raid, you have to be like 150, right? And we're like 260. Yeah, we're in the like mid to high twos. What frustrates me about this game is, so let's say for example, I like the assault class. Okay. Number one, the game is broken. You go to look at guns, and for some fucked up reason, every single time I try to look at assault rifles, they're always 22 caliber weapons. When obviously they're not. Like when I'm looking at an M16A1, like that's a 5.56 gun. But the game tells me it's a 22 caliber. And I cannot tell what caliber the gun is until I equip it and then go out and then fucking go back in and then check the gun. And then every gun has the same ammo as the gun you have equipped. Exactly. I learned that little tidbit. And it's fucking I'm stupid. Like, why does every gun take 12 gauge? Yes. <laughs> and when My I 12 run, gauge sniper rifle. It's, yeah, it's stupid. Because now when I run the assault class, I like to I like to have two assault rifles. I'll run one that's 5.56, one that's 7.62, you know? So I'll use like the, the M4 and a Bren, you know? So I get the, the benefits of both different rounds. And then I'll just put different scopes on it. So if I'm shooting from range, I'll have like that comp M4. That allows you to zoom, and if not, I'm using like the panoramic sight, right? Some shit like that. So just a like a combo that I like. Some people might use a submachine gun, whatever. The problem with this like chasing gear score is every single time you pick up a fucking gun, you're looking to equip it to get your gear score up, and the only way to keep that gun is to go back to that stupid fucking bivouac, and then you got to spend your money, and you got to recreate the gun, and you got to roll it over and over and over again to hope that you get a fucking yellow, and you got to hope that the stats on it are good. It's just fucking stupid, and this is this is one thing that I, I can't believe I'm going to give credit to this game because I got so tired of this fucking game, but this is one area where Destiny was head and shoulders above this game with the way that they handled their weapons. Because even though you were chasing scores, you were able to take the guns that you picked up and dump them into the gun that you were using to increase the gear score. And I don't understand why they can't let you do that. It's just a frustrating game on so many levels. And that's not even getting into the raid. Which is what this toast is supposed to be. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> so uh, to piggyback on that, I'm very easy to please as a person who watches movies, TV shows, video games, I'm very easy to please. Uh, I'm very good, I think, at turning my brain off and just uh, playing and enjoying. And I remember reading all the reviews and seeing everyone's opinions about this game. Be like, nah, dude, this game is fine. Like, it, it gets a little fucking weird once in a while. A little bit of jank. But, like, as a guy who likes Bethesda games, like Skyrim and Fallout, like, those games are 80% jank. So I was okay with that. What the fuck are you saying? Uh, like well, fucking weird. Like uh, fall jank, janky. Yeah, like uh, jinkies. <laughs> like janky. Like uh, like a janky you say jinkies. Like Scooby Doo. No, janky. Like uh, a janky game is like like the New York Jankies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Yankees filled with Jews. <laughs> the Jankies. Wow. Um, uh, <clears throat> no, like a janky game is like Wildlands, where you'll be like climbing a ladder and then you'll be stuck in your ladder climbing animation. Oh, okay. It's a janky thing. Okay. It's a it's glitch. A, it's glitchy. Yeah, it's a video game term. Uh, say that word one more time. Video game. 
Vidya game. What the fuck language? Am I having a stroke? What are you saying? Vidya? It's a Vidya game. Is that Norwegian? Yeah. That's how the... Seriously? No. I'm just I'm fucking just trying to be cute. You got to roll. I'm not rolling. You fucked up the word. I did it on purpose. What's Vidya? I'm, I'm, we're done. I'm moving forward. Oh, okay. Reporting forward. Uh, I'm okay with jank in games. It doesn't bother me. Okay. But this game has gotten to the point where every time they put a patch out, it makes it worse. When we first started playing, remember when uh, I think we talked about on this very radio program where you would, you'd be walking and all of a sudden you'd just be locked in a falling animation mm-hmm. and I'd have to blow you up with a grenade yes. so I could respawn you and you could continue playing. My game was relatively unscathed. Now, dude, it's unplayable. We were playing the other day. We had to go one kilometer with a cornucopia of vehicles available and we just couldn't get it done. How long do you think it took us to finally get it? Took 20 minutes. Yeah. We could have walked it. Yes. And it would have been faster. Yeah. Like our cars just started sinking into the ground. Yeah. Uh, trees would just appear out of nowhere. What it, about the boat that we got on <laughs> and it just sank into the middle of the ocean <laughs> for no reason whatsoever? Right. Yeah. The, uh, game, the game is broken. And, and the one thing that I give them credit is they, they're pretty good with like, like the devs are good with listening to, to input from yes. players and changing what the players say is broken. So like you would mention, like that whole falling animation, all that bullshit, do they change that pretty quick? Like their, their patches come out fast and they address concerns. Yeah, dude, in like a year, this is going to be a really fun game. Yeah, but that's the problem, dude. I yeah. shouldn't have to fucking buy the game, play it, get frustrated, and then put it away and wait a year for it to fucking bloom into something beautiful. Right. You know, like that, that's fucking stupid. Like this should be perfected. I, I, they got too cute. You know, they got, they just got too cute. They should have kept the same formula as Wildlands. And if they wanted to do this shit, they should have like expounded on the division. Cause I think this has more division mechanics than it does and, Wildlands. Like, you and I were talking about this. What's funny is division two is far and away better than this game. Right. Far and away. Uh, and now how funny, like Division 1 left such a bad taste in my mouth that yes. I refuse to play Division 2. And in another universe, I would have convinced you to get Division 2, and we'd probably still be playing it today. Over a breakpoint. Yes. Yeah. Dude, the raid is awful. So yeah, okay, so now on top of everything being broken, the more they fix it, the more it breaks. Now, look, look, look any gaming today? That's from our third squad mate. Ah, yes. No. <laughs> Uh, on top of everything else, they released this raid, and we were begrudgingly accepting the brokenness of this game in anticipation of the raid. Now, I do not typically play online games. You and Greg convinced me to fucking play this online game. Yeah. I started with Wildlands, and uh, Diablo, you and I were fucking hardcore in the Diablo. Right. Now we're here, and now I'm reminded why I don't play this bullshit. Uh, so I've never done a raid of any kind on anything ever. Um, all I know is that it's supposed to be exceptionally hard, but we're pretty good when we play. Like if we're not fucking off, like if we're actually taking something seriously, we can wipe, like we're playing on the hard difficulties. We're wiping bases without relative ease. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, shit goes sideways sometimes, but like we're not like pro gamers, but we're, we're competent. Yes. Above competent, I would say. Uh, like, if we did Ghost War, I would put the three of us up against a team of four. Yeah, yeah. And I would say more often than not, we would come out on top. I agree with that. Um, 
because we're tryhards. Like we we get fucking stupid with like our tactics. But this f- dude, the raid is fucking retarded. The best part of the raid is getting to the raid. The best part of the raid is rage quitting. <laughs> That's the best part of the raid. So uh, I'm not going to bore everybody with what the raid is all about, but you have to find some computers and shit to unlock Intel to find the bad guy. That's pretty much what you're doing. That's the best part of it. It's actually a lot yeah. of fun. Like you're on these crazy huge turbines. Like that yeah. was the best part of that whole thing. Going to this oil refinery and getting fucking smacked around by a shitload of guys. Awesome. Then you find the big bad guy. And of course, because it's breakpoint, it's all about futuristic weapons and shit. It's this huge drone. It's a big tank. And you have to do this bullshit where it has some kind of laser that starts building up power and you have to swap people in between the laser, whatever. The problem comes into play when all of a sudden your skills no longer work. Just willy-nilly, you can't use your skills. Or willy-nilly, you get stuck in a crouch animation and you can't stand up. Or uh, willy-nilly, you're standing still waiting to take a shot and you just fall through the world. Not even moving, just like the earth just swallowed her up. Like sands through the hourglass. Yes. It's painful. Yes. The game is broken. And and that raid boss is not fun. And I could see it being... Look, it's supposed to be hard. I get it. It's supposed to be hard. But when there are mechanics within the game that are broken, and it makes it like borderline impossible, and I know that there are plenty of people... I've watched a ton of videos. I've seen a lot of people beat that fucking boss. So I don't know if it's like us when we all play i have no idea if it has to do with like internet connection and like our speed is fucking is down and it's causing causing like lag it's what cogging that's a technical uh computer term <laughs> 13 wow you i'm are on a roll fire i rolled an 11 12 and 13 i'm gonna keep going until i get to 20 <laughs> <laughs> keep calling me out motherfucker <laughs> um it's it becomes very frustrating when you have to deal with broken mechanics when you you're you're fighting these bosses and one thing that i hate to do and i don't i don't know if anybody else out there agrees i'm, I'm i hope people do agree um one thing that i hate to do is go online and look up how to beat shit yes. i like to figure it out myself you know i like to figure it out myself you know how many fucking times you would have to die to figure out that it takes 3 people to pull the fucking like the focus of this tank right back down to zero percent when that laser beam is on you, it, it would be by pure happenstance for you to figure that out. Yeah, you know, like what they could have done is make the tank invulnerable. It, like it opens eventually, it opens up like a weak point, a yeah. blue little box. Instead of doing that, take the blue color out of it, make it like an like a vent, right? And the vent moves on the tank as you fight it. And, like, you just have to wait and see, like, oh, shit, I see vents opening all over the place. What is this? You right. shoot it, and then the vent closes, and then it moves somewhere else. Uh, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, because there was a, uh, Destiny used to have these, like, live, uh, like, world events that would take place. And I remember, I think it was in, was it Destiny 1 or 2? There would be this fucking, dude, this gigantic. Spider? No, 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 no. This gigantic, like, uh. It was, it was almost like an orbital base would drop from the sky, would land, and then it, a big dome would come over it, and you could not go inside the dome or you would take significant damage. And what happens is like a shitload of enemies would spawn on the outside. You'd have to fucking slay all these enemies, and then you would have the chance, like these vents would open on this base that had dropped from the sky. And 
it was like a very small window, and you would have to shoot these vents to bring the health down. And you would go through like four or five cycles of this, and then eventually you would beat this little world event, and then it would unlock whatever loot you would get. And I can see them doing something like that. Dude, fucking have them be all wolves. Have them come after you. They're hard as shit like enemies. You fucking slay them. Then it opens up a window where you're able to fucking attack this tank. You beat, you sure. know, beat it down a little yeah. bit, take a chunk of its health. And rinse and repeat and make it harder as it goes on, you know, whatever. But the way that it is now, I think it's fucking stupid. I think part of the problem was the build up, the anticipation that we had for this fucking raid, and it turned out to be a major disappointment. Yes. Like, I'm almost at the point where I want to build a computer and buy fucking like vanilla WoW and start playing that again. Yeah. You know? I've never played that before. I'll play it with you. Yeah. It was so much fun. You know? It wasn't as frustrating. Do they have it shit. on the PlayStation? No, 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 no. Oh, I won't play with you. Then. No. No, you got to have it on the. It's only PC. No, I'm not a nerd. What's wrong with PC games? Nothing if you're a nerd. Nerds play PC games. So you're telling me the the crybaby that was trying to commit suicide on the train tracks. Like, he's the type of guy that would play a a computer game. Yes. Okay. Okay, that's fair. So, uh, two uh, Wildlands? Breakpoint. We we should toast Wildlands because that was the actual good game. Yeah, two Wildlands. Wildlands. What do you think? You need a break? No, I just drank some tobacco. I'm good. You what? I drank tobacco. Oh. <laughs> okay. there, there's like how many are left? I had three in here. Good. I'm down to one. Uh, you know what needs to happen to Breakpoint? It needs a fucking steel chair to the face. You fuck. What about a bedpan? <laughs> like a bedpan right to the head <laughs> from Dr. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the World Wrestling Federation. The WWF. Yes. Now WWE, because they had to get the F out. It, tell me that's some fucking gimmicky thing that they ran with. Yeah. They all had t-shirts that said, get the F out. Oh, God, I fucking, I hate, I hate <laughs> wrestling. What? I cannot stand it. You are a horrible human being. No, I'm an adult. I'm not a horrible, I'm an adult. Adults, <sighs> adults know that it's Play fake. video games. They call it Game Boy, not Game Man. Well, that that's why I have a PlayStation. <laughs> you know, fuck Nintendo. Uh, so, you used to watch wrestling. Yeah, when I was like, you know, 10. All right, who was your favorite wrestler back then? George the Animal Steel. Are you just saying that to be a dick, or are you serious? No, I liked him. I liked the fact that he was a maniac, and he used to eat the turnbuckles. <laughs> I, I just thought he was a fucking lunatic. I had a couple of characters that I liked. I liked him. I liked uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He, yeah. was a, he was a cool guy. Oh! Yeah, he was like half a fucking retard. He would come in and like do his little arm waving thing. He made me kind of nervous. Yeah. I had, um, I, I still have, I, he retired though. I, I had a, uh, an uncle that worked for, uh, for Sports Illustrated. No shit. Yeah, yeah, he was a photographer. And uh, he would always be ringside at... Um, at all these like big boxing matches. So like when I, I know I'm not going to tell how I know, but like there, there's a tell for me when as a kid, my family would watch, we were big into boxing, right? So we would always, when pay-per-view first came out, we would get all these like pay-per-view events, mainly boxing. And, uh, you know, we would watch these Tyson fights and I would always see my, my uncle. Well, he also was connected with other events like, you know, wrestling. So we used to get tickets and, and go quite a lot when I was a kid because I lived not far. I trained right away from, uh, from Madison Square Garden. So we used to see wrestling matches all the time. Um, 
which was great. Dude, as a kid, it was awesome. I used to love going. The the whole like pomp and circumstance that yeah. surrounds the the event as as a little kid, like going was fucking cool. You know, it's like, you know, a father taking his his son, I mean, obviously now to a wrestling match, like a ball game or some sort sure. of like big event. So I did like the uh I, I like the the theater behind wrestling. But eventually I I kind of lost track with wrestling and I got into real fighting like boxing. I mean, you can be into both. No, no, you really can't. No, it's either, you know, an adult thing like boxing or you can, you know, live in your youth and, and watch WWF. I'm sorry, get the F out. WWE. Yes, yes correct. World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, I My earliest memories of wrestling, I remember uh, my parents got the cheater box. I don't know if you remember the cheater box. Oh, hell box. yeah. Yeah. So we every pay-per-view, there was only four back then. Uh, four what? Pay-per-views. It was WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, and the Royal Rumble. Oh, four different types of wrestling pay-per-view events. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it would be a big, like all the neighborhood kids would come over because my dad was the only one with the cheater box. Mm. Um, so it would be a party, like every like once a quarter, right, basically. Right. And I remember the first event we went to, uh, I got front row tickets. It was my father, uh, my uncle, his brother. Um, and me, uh, we got the front corner, which is like optimal spot and the bushwhackers came down. I don't know if you remember the bushwhackers. They no. were Australian. They had like, uh, urban camo pants with black tank tops and they walked like this. Wait, didn't Hexel Jim Duggan walk like that? No, he had the two by four. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. So then I, I remember the, those are the guys that I okay. thought were kind of half a retard. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And they, I remember they saw me and they both grabbed me and put me in a headlock and they both licked my face. How old were you? 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, I must have been like the same age, like eight or nine. Okay. Something like that. So you, your face was licked by two men. Yes. And I was very crestfallen because what I really wanted mm. was... For them to lose. No, the sunglasses from the excellence of execution, Brett the Hitman Hart. He would give us. He had those pink sunglasses. I was just about to ask you if he wore pink. Yeah, because he, he had like a pink leotard, right? Correct. Okay. Pink and black. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember. He was part of the Hart Foundation. Did he work? Who, who was Anvil? Was he a Jim guy? the Anvil Nightheart? Was, he was one of them, right? Yeah. He had like the fucking like the yeah. big goatee. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Those like my memories go back to like Hulk Hogan and Andre the yeah. Giant. Um, yeah, me too. Macho Man. Yep. Um, the Ultimate Warrior, he was yeah. fucking so juiced up and crazy. Yes. Elizabeth, I was like in love with her as a kid. I remember when Macho Man and Elizabeth got married. How sweet. Yeah. They got but married. then he became the Macho King and went with Queen Sherry. And Oh, so they got divorced? No, but it was when the, I, I think it was after the superpowers collided. Uh, Su- superpowers. Yeah, uh, when the, in, in storyline, uh, the angle was, Macho Man was angry at Hulk Hogan because Macho Man thought that Hulk Hogan was trying to steal Elizabeth from him, and he betrayed him. And they did a they did a heel turn where Macho uh, Man became. I, I, I'm sorry. What they did a what? A heel turn. He went from a baby face to a heel. Uh, Macho Man pronouns, pal. What the fuck did you just say? What fuck? What language are you talking? English. Uh, no. It, he went. Wait, a heel turn. Like, is that like a military thing? Like, when they do the about face, they do a heel turn? No. He, he was a baby face, and they turned... Oh, stop. 
He was a what? A baby face. A good guy. A baby face equals good guy. Yes. Why don't they just call him a good guy? I don't know. Wouldn't that be easier? Probably something. I don't know. So new guys are baby faces. No, good guys. Good guys are baby. You would think new guys would be since they're baby face. But that's a good point. Yeah, no. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. No, this doesn't make any sense. So so good guys, (laughs) but we're going to clarify for everybody out there. Good guys. By the way, I'm drinking Maker's Mark. Um, Good guys are baby faces. Yes. So what's a heel turn? That's a a bad guy is a heel. So, so the when bad you do guy a is heel a heel turn. It's a good guy turning into a bad guy. So a baby face turn would be the other way around. Correct. And that's something that they had. They would turn him face. Uh, say, when they if they get if the the hotter the face, the hotter the heel, and vice versa. Typically, the hotter the heel, what? the hotter the face. So like sexually if, speaking. No, <laughs> no, like they have enough heat with the audience. Heat. Like they crank the temperature up in the auditorium. No, no, no. Like they, they, they get like a lot of cheers or a lot of booze. They have heat. That makes them hot. And when they get hot enough, if they start, then they, they activate their ultimate power. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's so like you and I are wrestlers, right? Okay. And sometimes it might do like a double turn, and that's like fucking blow the fucking. Wait, so what does that mean? The, that like you're the baby face, I'm the heel, and then I become the baby face. You're the heel, but then I go back to being the heel. No, no, and no. The like baby we face. both switch at the same time. So like, like we get struck by lightning. Well, no, like if if so, like let's How say are people that, at home gonna follow this. I'm I'm trying to explain. It, but I know I'm interrupting. I'm very confused. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> you must have lost too much blood. <laughs> uh, you got color, as I say. No, that that you can't say that. No, no, no. You got color. When you bleed, you get color. You don the crimson mask, as they say. So if you get cut for real in the ring. They call that yeah. Not you need medical attention. No, you get color. You need a stitch. There's too. the there's you can get color and then you can get it the hard way. Uh, so like, let's say uh, the match. Okay, w- so w- let's, w- let's you're slow getting, down. Way, you're let's getting too slow far ahead. All right. So in Where'd in kayfabe, you're the good guy. I'm the bad guy. Uh, and I'm the good guy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm heating the fucking place up. Right. So you're you're a white meat baby face. You are fucking white meat baby yeah, face. Like you're on fire. Like these people like Hulk Hogan is a white meat baby face. People are like fucking going crazy. What about junkyard dog? He's black meat baby face. <laughs> no, he's he would also be white meat baby face. Oh, so white meat has nothing to do with your race. Correct. Yeah, they don't have like yellow meat baby face. Okay. All right. Were there Asians in wrestling? Yeah. They allow them? Yes. Okay. I'm just New curious. Japan. New Japan wrestling, uh, Michinoku. Okay. Because I thought the WWF was founded when we were still doing internment camps. <laughs> <laughs> right around World War II. So. Okay. So go ahead. So in kayfabe, you're the, you're the good guy. Uh, I'm the, the bad guy. Hold on. Britney Spears? What does she have to do with? What? She's married to kayfabe. No, that's Kevin Federline. That's kayfed. I think kayfed? That's what you said. No, kayfabe. The fuck is kayfabe? Can you like, slow down with these bizarre terms? Is there an index in this book that I have in front of me that like tome. defines? All- oh, I'm sorry. In this tome, is there like a, a dictionary? Like in this podcast, you would probably be the heel. You're very heel like. Uh, so I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So I'm the I'm the guy who brings the booze and shame to the show. Is what you're saying? <laughs> that, that's what's going on here. Uh. Okay, so let, let me get... So I'm in, just trying to learn the language yes. here. So a baby face is a new guy. Good guy. Uh, fuck. A baby face is a new guy. Good guy. <laughs> a baby face is a good guy. Correct. All right. So what's a, 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 a white 
a white, white meat, meat baby, baby face, face. Like really popular good guy. So Hulk Hogan was right. a white meat baby Hulk face. Hulk Hogan, JYD. Uh, the I, fuck is JYD? Oh, Junkyard Dog. dog. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So it has nothing to do with skin color. It has everything to do with being Pop, you're over, over the top. Your popularity right. yeah. makes you a white white meat. Yeah, like when you get way over. Can you be yeah. a white meat heel? No. So it's what if you're heel. like a super popular heel? Like I would be. Just for the show. You're just a heel. I'm just basic bitch heel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Heels don't, don't make money. The fuck are you talking about? Baby fa- fuck would typically be baby faces make the money because of merchandise and stuff like that. Okay. And they always, the heels lose. Well, it depends on the territory. Like if you have a heel territory, then the heel is always the champion and the baby face is always trying to get the belt. In a baby face territory, like Te- WWF. On. Territories? Yeah. All right. We break this down by region? Yeah. Well, what? back in the day, not anymore, but back in the day, uh, there were territories. So, like, like within the United States. Yeah. So, like the WWWF, which is what it was there originally. There were four W's. Three. WWWF. There were three W's and an F. Yeah. It, I Worldwide think it was Wide Wrestling Federation. Federation. That's what it was. That was Vince McMahon's dad. They had the New York market okay. or territory. That was Vance McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Uh, and then there was like uh, Jim Crockett, Smoky Mountain, uh, Cowboy Bill Watts. So Jim Crow, he had the South. <laughs> he had the s- <laughs> and then he was quickly abolished. <laughs> Good, by the North. So, so Vance McMahon took over the Jim Crow <laughs> South. So anyway, yes, I'm sorry. there were territories. And some okay. territories were heel territories, which means the bad guy usually had the belt. Okay. And the good guys had to try and capture it. Would that happen and turn the territory? Well, no, because then like the baby faces would usually be like a transitional champion. So I'm not educated enough to know like a heel territory and who the heel was. But if they were transitioning from one major heel to another, mm-hmm. they would give the baby face the title and he would hold on to it until the new heel was ready to take over. Okay. Well, you should have done your homework for the podcast. You should have known like. So I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> just throwing it out there. Uh, I'm drinking Maker's Mark, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. See, so you're such a heel. <laughs> <laughs> so now, in kayfabe, you're the good guy. I'm the bad guy. Wait, I'm sorry. So or, you, you got to read the fight. What's kayfabe? Uh, like, uh, the, let's say that your gimmick is um, you're the, the axe man. You're a lumberjack, right? That's your, that's your My finishing move is I like to take people's faces and... S- signature move. Signature move. Yeah. So it's different than the way I finish people. It's your signature move. It's your, it's your. That's the move that I do when you know that I'm about to win. I'm mechanically, yes. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm getting confused here. So, so kayfabe. Yeah, so you're the axe man, right? So for kayfabe, you would always act like a lumberjack if that was your gimmick. You would on camera, off camera, didn't matter. You maintained kayfabe. So for this analogy in kayfabe, you're the good guy. I'm the bad guy. And we want to do a double turn. So you start acting kind of like a dick for like weeks. That's not very hard for me to do. And for weeks, I start acting kind of like just and, and good. I start doing the right thing. Okay. We eventually collide in a match. Mm. And at the end of the match, however they decide to write the angle or uh, do the finish. Uh, Signature. Well, well, when the agent writes the finish of the match, however they want to do that. Oh, not signature move. Right. Finish. The, yeah. the end the of, the of the match. The uh, finish of the match. Oh, so the predetermined outcome of the match. Correct. Because it's fake. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. I just want the listeners to know. I, I, think, I, think, I, I don't think we need to tell them. It's as fake as Santa. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been Goodness sake. So, the way they write the finish, however they do it, we uh, we end up switching where I become the bad guy and you, or the good guy and you become the bad guy for the storyline going forward. So on like a semi-permanent basis. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm the, I'm the bad guy. Right. Because I started good, but now I'm bad. Yeah. And that could change in any moment. Right. And like back in the day, like the 80s, mm-hmm. like kayfabe was so serious in the business that there was one time uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik It'll fuck you in the ass and make you humble. Uh, they got pulled over by the police. He would do the Cobra Clutch. No, he did the no. Camel Clutch. Camel Clutch, yeah. not Cobra. Sergeant Slaughter did the Cobra Clutch. Oh, there actually is a Cobra Clutch. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought yeah, I was yeah. conflating it's a, uh, it's a G.I. Joe. Devastating maneuver. Just knock a motherfucker out. <laughs> no, That was yeah. his, his signature move. Bingo. Nailed. You're getting there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. And see, he did a heel turn. Sergeant Slaughter was a face, a white meat baby face. He was up there. He was up there with like Hogan. Yeah, I remember and him. Then he became an Iraqi sympathizer <laughs> <laughs> and joined the Iron Sheik. So he partnered with the Iron Sheik and became a heel. He did a heel turn. Okay. Uh, so because he joined ISIS. Yes, because Hogan needed an opo- uh, opponent. In a popo. So now, when when they finally ten, yeah, that's a drink. Okay. Um, first, I think that's the first ten we've ever rolled. Yeah, that that's. Anything higher, than, higher a, yeah. than a 10? I had to rethink the spiel mm-hmm. that I always say. By the way, Brian's drinking uh, Jameson Caskmate Stout Edition. Uh, I remember... Hello. One of our fans. I'm sure the <laughs> audience heard the horn. Um, I, I do remember Sergeant Slaughter. So let me ask you this. So they set him up to be a heel... To fight Hulk Hogan. Correct. Who was the whitest of white-faced baby face. <laughs> uh, white meat, I'm sorry. Yeah. He was the whitest of white meat baby face. Correct. Okay. So th- they purposely made Sergeant Slaughter. So I, and here's I, the brilliance of it. Because mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter was white hot, when he turned, the, remember, the hotter the face, the hotter the heel. So people were fucking pissed. Like He was afraid to go home. Are you serious? Yeah. Hold on. Dude, In these real life, attack. this guy. Yeah. Was afraid to go home because he was such a good guy. Yes. But then he turned to ISIS. Yeah. So when Hulk Hogan fought him, right? They ultimately fought. Was Hulk Hogan's signature move the waterboard? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Hulk, uh, Jim Duggan and uh, the Iron Sheik get pulled over. And they end up both getting arrested for narcotics possession. That's normal. Yeah. Well, back then especially. Yeah. Um, but Vince wasn't that mad about them getting arrested. He was mad about that, obviously, because they got to pay the legal fees and everything like that. Okay. Uh, but what he was mad about Fuck is... Fuck that. Why would they pay the legal fees? Because that's just... Dude, the wrestling business is fucking crazy. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. They were that taken care of? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. That's good. Not all of them. Right, right. You, know, you had to reach a certain... Like, real is real. You had to be... Like, the Red Rooster ain't getting fucking taken care of. Uh, who? Uh, the Red Rooster. Isn't that an inn? Like you could sleep there <laughs> and maybe roof. bang hookers. That's the red roof. Oh, the red roof. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. So 
what he was more pissed about is at the time, uh, Slaughter and uh, not Slaughter, uh, Duggan and Iron Sheik were in a program together in in kayfabe. They were enemies, and now it's all over the news. Methadone. What do you mean they were in a program? Like together? a program is like a like a long term storyline. Oh, okay. So this is something that had a lasting effect on, on the world. So now of in WWE. the news, and this is before anyone admitted that wrestling was fake. Oh, because it was so hard to tell. It, right. It, it, right. Of course, but they never admitted it. That was like an unspoken rule of that business. I you never, you. you know, it's like when Vader fucking knocked out that Indian guy overseas because he asked if wrestling was fake. And he Who? said, this, 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 I don't know anything about Vader, this. big, big Van Vader. Like, d- he's a big fucking, big Easy. Dude, the Mastodon. Oh, okay. Uh, great band. <laughs> Mastodon, great band. <laughs> um, so anyway, okay. Vince got mad because they, they broke, broke Kevin Fetterline. Uh, yeah. Kayfabe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So he was more upset. Uh, obviously, like you said, he was upset that they were caught with drugs, but he was more upset that they were together and they were breaking outside of character. Correct. Yeah. Especially, you know, because like, he spends a lot of time and money like getting these guys over. So yeah. now that they have God, this these big... fucking... These terms are killing me. What? Dude, you have your own fucking language to tell the story. It's hard to keep track. Somebody out there, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, a great podcast to listen to if you are like nerdy about this shit is um, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard was at one time um, Brother Love. I don't know who that is. Uh, th- this was a guy who would interview bad guys, basically. So he was not a wrestler. No, no, no. He was like Mean Gene. Right. But okay. in the back, he also wrote storyline for decades. So he was employed, obviously. He was employed. Correct. Um, now, was he part of the WWF when it yes. was that, or he came in after the WWF? He WWE? started in the early 80s and left in like 2014. Oh, so he was part of the WWWWF. <laughs> yes. I got you. Uh, and then his, the co-host on that is this guy, Conrad Thompson, who's a real wrestling nerd. Uh, so he's like an everyday yeah, human. Yeah, and they basically just tell like backstage stories about what was happening in real life and all that shit. Okay. And they're pretty funny. Great, great story. Um, or a great uh, podcast. Uh, I listen to it a lot. Uh, but in any event. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the getting over is like uh, getting popular. All right. Because like getting over it makes it seem like you're, you're trying to like take advantage of somebody. But that means in the wrestling world, that means that you're, you're gaining notoriety. Yes. You're, you're getting more famous with the fans. Correct. Okay, let me ask or you this Or more question. hated if you're a heel. Like getting over as a heel, it means you're afraid to go home <laughs> because people are dude, slashing your tires and shit. It got that bad? Yeah, dude. Like people got like in fights and shit. Hold so, on. Somebody so, got stabbed once. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. I don't know off the top of my head who, but yeah, dude, like it's, it was crazy. So okay, so let me give you an example. And obviously, this this dude maybe I, never I happened. I think in my in my memory, I, I don't, you probably don't know about this, but there was a tag team called the Rockers, mm. and it was Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. I don't know. Who and they are. the Rockers split because they wanted to make Shawn Michaels uh, a singles guy, uh, not a, not a tag team. And the way they broke up is Shawn Michaels' signature maneuver was the super kick, not move. <laughs> So there are signature moves and signature maneuvers? Maneuvers. And there's also holds. Signature holds. No, just holds. So we have holds and signature maneuvers. Correct. I got so you. his signature maneuver was the super kick. And he super kicked Marty Jannetty and threw him through a window Why? Of, the, of the barbershop. Because he was fucking done with him. He, they they did, made a heel turn for Shawn Michaels. Okay, but what led up to that? Uh, they, I, in, you know what I'm saying? Like, kayfabe or in the back office? What's the difference? Well, storyline and, and why they really... How would that be different? Well, because in storyline, they wanted... Kayfabe. 
Yes. All right. Use the fucking terms. <laughs> They're interchangeable. Oh, okay. Uh, they wanted a an opponent for, I think it was Bret Hart at the time, and they really liked Shawn Michaels, so they gave him the push. So they, they were going to make nod. Shawn Michaels a heel. Right, to fight Bret Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. That's awesome. Okay, so they had to break this group up. Right, so he's super. Up, so they did it on a spot called um, the Barber Shop with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I remember that dude. Yeah. So, wait, he cut hair. That was his gimmick. Yeah. Oh, he was the guy that after he beat you and knocked you out, he would cut your fucking hair. Correct. I do remember that. Yeah. So on the Barber Shop, they split. Shawn Michaels super kicks Marty Jannetty, then throws him through the set piece window. Okay. And people were so fucking furious with him. If I remember correctly, like he got a concussion. They threw batteries, like a D battery, hit him in what? the dome piece. Yeah. The hotter the face, the hotter the heel. Wow. The last so time I remember he got anybody fucking over as a heel. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, the last time I remember somebody getting hit or thrown batteries at was uh, John Rocker. This is baseball. But I remember John Rocker, he, he was a closer for the Atlanta Braves, and he made a... A what? Sh- a closer. Like he sold houses? No, he wasn't a real estate agent. See how, see how annoying this is? No. Well, because you're talking about a real estate agent. I'm talking about the closer of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently he had made some sort of like disparaging comments against the uh, homosexuals. And he showed up to... I forget what it was. I don't know if they were... Was it a playoff game? It might have been the World Series when the uh, when the Yankees played the Braves. But they were throwing fucking batteries at him on the field. I and mean, I can't remember if I don't know if it was when the Braves played the Yankees in the World Series or if it was the Braves against the Mets because they were big rivals because they were in the same division. Dude, they were throwing fucking batteries. Now on are the they field rivals in kayfabe or in real life? In real life. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's I don't think there is any kayfabe in Major League <laughs> Baseball. So but I'm sorry. So, okay, so I'm just trying to, to relate. Okay, so now let me ask you this. Yes. Um were there any, let's say, heels that decided that they wanted to be baby faces? Yeah. And then vice versa. It happened a lot. That didn't go along with the storyline that was created by the WWE. Oh, no. That's called going into business for yourself. Did that happen? Yes. And it was severely punished. Like they would fire you? Uh, sometimes, yeah. They would release you from your contract. Is there anybody famous who tried to do this? Uh, the most, f- not, like, I don't know off the top of my head people that were, like, fired, but off the top of my head, mm-hmm. one of the most famous moments was, was a thing called the Curtain Call, where uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, and Razor Ramon, who all, I believe they all hated each other in storyline, Kevin Nash, or uh, Diesel and Razor Ramon were going to WCW, or as they they call it, going down south. To the Jim Crow era. <laughs> yes. So, so wait, hold on. WCW was a completely different wrestling organization. Correct. Owned... Ted Turner. Oh, of, Ted Turner. The same TBS guy... Of fame. Funny, the same guy who owns the Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. with the racist closer. It's all coming together yeah. now. I'm starting to see a fucking connection here. Yeah. Okay. So, they were leaving for WCW. and So, their contract was up with correct. the WWF. And the four of them were very close friends in real life. Okay. So, they... Basically, at the end of a match, a, a, a house show, not not a TV show, not a pay-per-view, just some fucking blow Joe fucking... Like a Thursday night. Correct. In Wichita. They uh, they all went out to the ring together. It was the actual last performance of um, Diesel and Razor Ramon. Okay. Now, they, they weren't some sort of group, right? Didn't they used to form like families or something like that? 
Yeah, factions. Factions. Yeah. So they would have faction warfare. Right. So this what, was what, before factions. Factions weren't really a thing yet. Okay. That, so they had their own faction like before factions were, were real. In real life. Uh, in, on TV, they were enemies. So all four of them hated each other. Now, who were the heels? Who were the, the baby faces? I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. I, I want to say Razor Ramon was a baby face. Mm-hmm. Diesel was a baby face. So maybe at the time, uh, Sean and Triple H were heels. Regardless, at the end okay. of their at the end of their last match, they all got together in the ring. They all hugged each other, and they all did that thing where they all hold their hands up together in the air and do like a bow. Yeah, it became known as a curtain call. While someone in the crowd filmed it on one of those probably one of those huge VHS <laughs> camcorders. How do you sneak that in? Uh, Let's have for, a big asshole. And uh, Vince found out about it and went fucking nuts. And he buried Triple H. Shawn Michaels was the champion at the time. Oh, garbage man! Garbage. Oh, man. here we go. Okay. Dude just fucking completely ran across the street. He didn't even look. Oh, dude, your garbage can looks heavy. It has snow on it. All right, he's pulling it into the truck. The garbage has been unloaded. A car has driven by. He fucking just dropped it right in the middle of the street. Your garbage can is down. He used his signature move. (laughs) All right, he's closing it. Oh, motherfucker is actually looking for traffic. What a pussy. Up. Yeah, he's done. Survived another day. All right, I'm sorry. That's okay. So I got uh, so excited. I heard that garbage truck <laughs> fucking lit up like a Christmas tree. Okay. So, uh, so Sean was the champion, so Vince didn't really do anything to Sean, but Triple H basically, because he went in, quote unquote, went into business for himself and went off storyline. He ended up doing like dark matches, which are non televised matches at the beginning of television shows. So, like Monday Night Raw. Okay. They would open matches, usually with like new guys. Yeah. To yeah. Test them out, like guys that were applying. Uh, and so he started doing those for dude, like years. Years. Yeah. He buried him for years. And this was who? Triple H, who's now the CFO <laughs> of WWE. Get out of here. But he fucking paid his dues. And but how, how famous was he at the time? He was getting, he, he was. On his way up. Okay, so he was at the like, beginning of his on his way up. Okay, I see. Now, who was the other one that he that, that was the only one that he took it out on? Right, because two guys left, right. Diesel and Razor Ramon. Okay, and Shawn Michaels was the champion. You can't fucking bury him. So, well, was there any downside to that for him? No, he got out scot free. See, because he was bringing him, he was putting asses in seats. Like he was, he was, he was white hot. So it's because of this fucking patriarchal society. I'm telling you, but they're all guys. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Okay. See how ridiculous that fucking idea is? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> fucking dumbasses. All right. I'm sorry. I'm drinking. That's okay. Um, all right. Uh, by the way, I'm drinking Megas Mark. So why is... Dude, mind you, can we just pause for a second? This is how retarded I am right now. At some, Actually, it's been like this the whole time. The whiskey is on the coaster. The glass. <laughs> <laughs> the glass is on the fucking table. What am I doing? <laughs> Holy shit. All right. By the way, I drank all the uh, tobacco that was in my glass. Good. Yep. That's why I think I feel good. Uh, so, so nobody stepped outside of uh, their boundaries, right. so to speak. So when More they're assigned yeah. to be a heel, and uh, the, the league assigned them what, what category that they were going to be in, right? So behind scenes, they would create right. the storyline, and but then they these would... guys would act it out in this kayfab. Kayfabe, yeah. 
uh, but they would listen to the crowd. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin is a great example. He's probably one of the most famous wrestlers ever. Uh, Austin 420. Yeah, yes. That was in his shirt. Uh, 316. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, okay. 316. Uh, he was supposed to be a heel the entire time. Okay. But it, in the early 90s and mid 90s, like there, there was a whole like kind of like an aggressive attitude in, in the country. Like it was a more right. like edgy time getting there anyway. Right. So people started cheering him because he would be doing heel shit and people just kind of started liking it. Hmm. And it got to the point where they're like, we can't ignore this anymore. And they turned him heel or uh, turned him face. So they did an about face. Nailed it. Did they call it that? No, but they should. They fucking should. Yeah. Get me Vince McMahon on the phone. Barry! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we learned, we learned a lot of terms here today. Yes. Kayfabe. Yes. Which means keeping within the, uh, the, the, the storyline. Your, your character. Uh, so you're staying in character, right. as they say. Okay. Which doesn't exist anymore, by the way. Kayfabe doesn't exist? No. Why not? Don't they have storylines for all these characters? They do, but they don't, like, now, like, if you follow wrestlers on Twitter, like, you see them all hanging out together and they're taking pictures on the tour. Like, everyone has accepted and embraced the fact that it's predetermined outcomes. Uh, How do they make money? Putting asses in seats, my man. No, I understand that, but... Uh, like, they're putting asses in seats, and obviously the people that are showing up understand that it's fake. They, they kind of knew that it was fake before, but at least there was, like, this, this like, the storyline that these guys right. hated each other, and they sold they still, it. That, they like, still they, do all that stuff. It's just... Yeah, but back then, it seems like they sold it more that they hated each other outside of the ring. Yes, exactly, and that's kayfabe. Right, yeah. but now they know that these guys don't even hate each other in the ring. Right. Well, now it, uh, Now it's it, just like a business. It's weird, yeah. And that's why people aren't really digging it so much. Like AEW is the new kid on the block. Okay. Uh, and they're, from what I can tell, ratings-wise, they're taking WWE to the to the mats. Really? Yeah. Because they're 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 not doing like ridiculous kayfabe like in the '80s, but they're kind of, from what I can tell, like radio silent as far as social media goes. Okay. Um, and they're doing a lot of old school type wrestling shit. But but give these guys social media. Right, let these guys use social media, but use it to fucking like talk shit against these guys. I think that you're they supposed do. To fight. I mean, I, I don't really follow it anymore. Well, so. you can't go and talk shit against somebody, and then fucking a week later, you're taking a fucking photo with them in Aruba. Well, that's why WWE is so weird now. Yes, well, weird. W W E I R D. So, yeah. Uh, to close this out, that was, uh, a, that was a dad joke. We uh, yes, and a great one at that. Oh, thank you. We have the tome uh, in front of you. Uh, how thick would you say this this text is? Inch and a half. I'm going to tell you how many pages it is. Okay. I have... This, 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 I'm sorry. This has to be about, about 10 inches wide. I would say 12 inches in height and about an inch and a half. It's like the size of... Like, Dimension-wise, it's like the size of a phone book. Oh, I can actually... Here. Is it larger than a pound of butter? It's heavier than a pound of butter. Here, if I can... My weak fingers, because they're all bleeding and scarred. <laughs> if we compare them to, here, the player's handbook for D&D, it is easily double the thickness. Okay. And it's, it's a larger book. It's got, it's got the player's handbook in a, a inch in width and an inch in height. It's considerably larger. And what book is this that we're talking about? This is the horrendous <laughs> Wrath and Glory Core rules book. Oh no no no. The oh, we're talking about your. Uh, I'm sorry. 
The WW, there's no letter that follows that. Encyclo- <laughs> so it's the WWE, WW Encyclopedia. It's the updated and expanded edition. Good. So what we're going to do is we're going to test my knowledge of wrestling paraphernalia. Uh, how many pages? Don't count the end. Uh, no, I'm going to skip through this. So How many pages of content? Over 400. I see Yokozuna all the way from here. How can you fucking miss this dude? He's like 9,000 pounds. He ate Pearl Harbor. That's how <laughs> Pearl Harbor went away. <laughs> he's not Japanese. He's Samoan. He has a fucking Jap flag. I know. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, I got a lot of fucking... Dude, December... It, it just passed the history of Pearl Harbor. I got a lot of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, put in the timestamp. <laughs> that deserves a bleep. <laughs> Motherfuckers for bombing our goddamn base. I watched, <laughs> I watched one of the last remaining fucking soldiers that was stationed at Pearl Harbor during the attack. And, dude, I was almost in fucking tears. Grown man in tears watching this guy. Killed his fucking friends. Guy was trying to get early leave so he can get off the fucking base and go tour Hawaii. Next thing you know. Fucking Japs are coming down. Killing American soldiers. Never forget. So quick to forget. I'm sorry. This has to go out tomorrow. I'm sorry. I have a son in the military. This is very... And I'm drinking. I'm sorry. I have a half a mind to leave it in. Because you're a heel. <clears throat> I say there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to... How many pages is this? Uh, Just over 400. Okay. I'm going to so. pick a random page. and This is legit. Because I don't know anything. I wouldn't even know where to fucking turn it. Dude, I did it again and it turned to that fucking fruitcake. Um, I'm going to pick so, a random page. I don't know really anything in this book. Right. So we'll go until I don't know or get it wrong three times. Uh, that's fair. Okay. So we're going to be here for a while. All right. So you ready? Yes. All right. Tell me what's on page 227. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so it, it, this is a page that has quite a few. Uh, Man Mountain Rock. Man Mountain Rock. Is that a person or is that an article? No, it's a person. That's no, that's gotta be something else. No, he actually has two fucking entries here. His signature move was the big splash. His signature move was also the front face suplex. It's all right. There's one down. You got me. I don't know who Man Mountain Rock is. Hold on a second. Dude, this Oh wait, there's Man Mountain Rock and then there's Man Mountain Mike. No, that's stupid. Did you know Mantor? Yeah. You, you do let me go back to that page. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this fake? Mantar. No, come on. Fuck, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. All right, I'll, I'll curb my language. Dude, Mantar is from the Isle of Crete. Not a very popular. He didn't get over. He, he didn't generate a lot of heat for the league? No. No heat. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. I'm not doing that. Edge again? Edge again. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Um, who's this hottie? Sable. Oh, Sable. She was Mark Marrow's uh, si- uh, like girl when he would come to the ring, and she ended up overtaking um, Sonny as like the original diva of the World Wrestling Federation at the time. Uh, she ended up getting huge fake tits put in, and she became very popular with the boys as they say. Well, apparently so, because apparently 
she landed the cover of Playboy in April of 1999. Yes. She also sued the company. She sued the WWE. Yes. Why? I don't remember. I'm sure that's not in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, <because> probably, <laughs> they probably ex- extrapolated that information. Oh, okay. All right. Let's go on another page. A blonde bombshell was Sable. And as Jerry Lawler would say, has great puppies. I, I can understand what the insinuation is there. Um, dude, Butterbean fucking was in the WWE? Yes. Yep, during the Tough Enough uh, boxing challenge. So Vince McMahon came up with this fucking cockamamie idea to do like legit boxing. Because one of their in guys, a separate league? No, or? no, no. Like in the middle of the TV program, they would just cut to Tough Enough, and it was a tournament, and Butterbean was a part of it, like a Royal Rumble, yeah. not with like a bunch of guys in the ring at the right, same time. Right, right, right. So they would have separate matches, like a like yep. a Tough Man competition. Correct. Uh, and one of their guys was a legit fighter. This guy Bart Gunn, I believe it was Bart Gunn, and he was. They thought he was going to go all the way, and he ended up getting the shit kicked out of Butterbean. Oh, so they were like legit boxing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was no faking that. Nope. That's pretty cool. By the way, um, based on the look of this picture, my signature move would be very similar to uh, Buzz Sawyer. This guy has some dude between his legs, and I would just put him there and then fart on his face. <laughs> uh, now, to be fair, wrestling is like the moves and shit. It's not mm-hmm. fake. They're hitting each other. Yeah, but they're on like a fucking springboard. It's like wrestling somebody on a trampoline. With a plywood base. Yeah, but it's like very cushiony. No. Yeah, you see it. It gets hit and it's like... It, it's, it sounds like cornholio it, <laughs> when they hit. Every single it's, time it's they hit. Pli- it hurts. Uh, you know, Have you ever been suplexed in a WWE ring? Not an official ring, but yes. Was it built to official standard measurements? Uh, there's different sizes. But it, it was a it was a, rest, a pro wrestling ring and trust, taking bumps does not feel good. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess like you said, I mean, guys get con- concussions and stuff. Dude, like guys that. Get paralyzed. I'm gonna have to roll. Why did I? A seven. Uh, Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. He was known as Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love. The faces of Foley. You know what his signature moves were. Uh, f- uh, the mandible claw. Yes, he also had the double arm DDT. Yes, that's what he did as dude love. Dude, he wore a mask that looks like fucking Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, and he also came at dude. He's holding a piece of wood that has like barbed wire on it. Yes, he's insane. He he. So he here's how fake wrestling is. He got thrown through uh, a steel cage with such velocity that it knocked his teeth into his nose through the insides. Excuse me? He hit the ground so hard that the tooth went up his nasal cavity on the inside and came out his nose. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It he'll, knocked he'll... his tooth loose and it went through his fucking orifice yes. out his nose. Yes, he almost died. <laughs> no. Yeah. Thanks to The Undertaker during Hell in the Cell. Oh, Hell in the Cell. It's one of the most famous moments in wrestling history. My God, he's broken in half. Dude, how crazy. So there's a picture in this book, by the way, and it has this fucking, this Mick. um, He's like bleeding all over his face. And the caption is, bang, bang. During his infamous Japanese days. So what, he was a wrestler in Japan before I guess he came over? I think he was in either New Japan or Michinoku. 
It says, it was not uncommon to see Foley victimized by such weapons as shards of glass, baseball bats, thumbtacks, barbed wire, and even C4 explosives. <laughs> A real man. From Long Island, by the way. <coughs> yes. All right. Next page. Our truth Our truth uh, I think he was in a tag team. Uh, he's a black guy. He has like dreadlocks. Um, never very popular. He never got over, as they say. I have a sneaking suspicion. Why? Why? Because he wears a glove. <laughs> just one. The photo shows him just wearing one glove. Mm. He had a signature move called the lie detector. Maybe that's what the glove was for. He would fucking slap you. Maybe. Oh, this is some kind of weird chart. What the fuck is that guy? Who's a guy that dressed in like a gold outfit? Gold dust. With a very small penis you can see in the outline. <laughs> gold dust. Uh, Dustin Rhodes. Oh, okay. Who is Eric Bischoff? Uh, he, so, so, Wait, this is somebody big? Yeah, he owned WCW. Oh, and really? Yeah, they, def- they during the Monday Night Wars, when Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw were at their height, uh, WCW was defeating WWF for 83 weeks in a row in ratings. Okay. And it's like 4.1 to like 1.0. Oh, so they were getting crushed. Crushed them, yeah. And eventually WWF overtook them, and then Vince McMahon bought them, and WCW was no more. No way. And Bischoff ended up coming back to WWF uh, as a person, uh, an on-air personality. So not only did he own WCW, he was—I uh, don't—he didn't own it. Ted Turner owned it. I don't know what you would call him, like a chairman of the board, I guess. Okay. All right. Also, Bischoff is notable because he was the first—I believe—the first promoter to give wrestlers downside guarantees in their contracts. What is that? So, downside. Yeah. Guarantees. So a wrestler's contract would before Bischoff, was solely based on uh, house show attendance, the gate, mm-hmm. uh, merchandise sales, royalties from cartoons and shit like that. Okay. That was it. Bischoff was the first one, I believe, that, listen, Chris, thanks for coming to WCW. No matter what happens, you're, you're not going to walk out the door without 200000 a year. Get out of here. And it'll go up from there. It'll never go below a downside guarantee. I see. So he had a floor. Right. I see. First promoter to ever do it, I think. That's pretty cool. Santino Morella. Uh, so he... Get out. You know this fucking yeah, guy? He became famous. I figured I would pick some random <laughs> Italian. <laughs> he became famous during a paper... I mean... He looks he, like a loser. He's got a he fucking is. hand puppet on. Yeah, the snake. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. That's what he would do. He would attack people with a fucking snake his, puppet. That was his signature maneuver. So after... <laughs> oh, yes, it was called the Cobra. Yeah. What a dick. So uh, he entered the WWE uh, as a fan. They portrayed him in kayfabe. He was a fan. Mm-hmm. And there was this Samoan named Umaga. I think it was Umaga that challenged anyone to a match, and he would defeat anyone no matter who it was. And this fucking guy jumps the barricade and runs into the ring and defeats him. Get and, out got, of and got a contract in, in storyline. Okay. Not in real life. It's not like... Some guy fucking just right, ran exactly. in and beat yeah. the balls off. Yeah, you of don't do that in wrestling because that's happened before. There was Excuse a match. Me? There was a match between Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin where a fan jumped in and both of them got up and beat the shit out of the guy. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lots that's of YouTube awesome. videos. All this shit I talk about, you can see on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. There's this dude Salvatore Balamo. 
and he looks like uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? I don't even know why I brought it up because I'm not gonna think of this fucking uh, some HBO show. Oh, what the fuck is the name of that show? The guy was like a former fucking like uh, ball player, and he goes back and he's a teacher at that fucking school. Eastbound and Down. Yes, he he kind of looks like him with the fucking Kenny goatee. Powers. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Powers. That's who it is. All right, Jack Swagger. Uh, Jack Swagger was. Uh, Did you study this book before <laughs> no. I fucking came over? No, he was a college, uh, a collegiate athlete, and he's like he's known for like suplexes. He's in AEW now. He's in AEW. Yeah. What what is that? All Elite Wrestling. It's the new the new promotion in town. Okay. Dude, you only have one so far. Oh. Who is this? General Adnan. I know the name, but I can't I can't picture him. He's a I think he's a manager. Oh, that's fucking lame. But I, I, I wouldn't be able to pick what, him up. What, what country do you think he's from? Istanbul. Iraq. <laughs> Istanbul. Oh, I, he, I, wasn't he the Iron Sheik's manager? Does he have like a red beret? He he does. He wears that fucking like uh, Yasser uh, uh, Arafat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was Sergeant Slaughter's commanding officer. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What the fuck is this guy doing? David Heath, known in the WWE as Gangrel. Oh, yeah. He he formed the brood with Edge and Christian. He was a vampire. He's from Vampire the Masquerade, Clan Gangrel. What? Yes. So when we eventually get to playing Vampire I'm the Masquerade, that game you're going to have to looking at this fucking be Gangrel. He would come to the ring. He would raise out of a ring of fire. And then he would walk to the ring and climb up into the turnbuckle and spit a red fluid into the crowd. They would always be like, oh, my God, what is that nasty red fluid? <laughs> Dude, he looks like on the side, he likes small boys. You, <laughs> his face in this is fucking horrible. He's got like these fanged He's teeth. a Democrat. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I get one once in a while, too. <laughs> Timestamp. Ah, uh, this this one's gonna get you. You don't know this fucking guy. Yes. Don Morocco. He's an older guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about him, but I know he was around during like uh, uh, like superstar Billy Graham in that era. But that was before I. I, I think that was before I was born. But I know who he is. I'm not familiar with his body of work. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a pass on that one. Wow, that's an original name. Paul Bearer. Oh, the manager of The Undertaker. Oh, yes, Undertaker. And he eventually uh, was the daddy of Kane, who is Undertaker's brother, but it turns out half-brother. And he fathered him? Yeah. What chick would let this guy put his dick in her? Undertaker's mom. That's that's horrible. Dude, he looks like a complete creep. He's the dad of the big red machine. He looks like he was born with a soft skull. And he's actually a, 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 a funeral home person. No, in real, in real life, life, he's like yeah. a mortician? Yeah. 
Son of a bitch. See, I like this guy. The Patriot. Yeah. Uh, he has a mask on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just a fucking, hey, let's see if this works. <laughs> Spoiler alert, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, the Patriot missile was his signature move. Up oh, here's your, your ooh, which one do I ask on this page? Oh, I, I know you know this guy. Who? Which one? Uh, the Heenan family. Oh, yeah. Because I've heard of that. Oh, man. Do we ask you this one? Heidenreich? Yeah, German guy. Fuck, come on. And he joined the Legion of Doom at one point. But it's crazy. He had like uh, like spiked shoulder pads and yeah, like yeah. weird face paint. Heidenreich. Uh, so he, he goes in there as a German, but he's American from New Orleans. Yeah. Heidenreich. Fuck. I should have asked you the female. Go ahead. Oh. Heidi Lee Morgan. Nailed it. I don't know. Yeah. We did this page. All right, so I'm down two. Chris Benoit Balls. Oh, boy. Chris Benoit. I'm surprised he's in that book. Oh, really? Yeah. He murdered his whole family and then himself. The Wolverine. Uh, finishing move, the Crippler Crossface. Oh, very good. Yeah. He, in real life. <laughs> yeah. In not, fucking, not, in not, not in that kayfabe shit. <laughs> he went fucking beyond storyline. He, he did a heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> He murdered his entire family. His two kids, his wife, and then himself. What? Yeah. And it was fucked up because the first, it happened right before the taping of Monday Night Raw. So uh, they did this big pomp and circumstance. Oh, goodbye to Chris Benoit. Like, it's a big emotional thing. And by the time the show was over, they realized what had happened. No. <laughs> and they expunged him from everything. Oh, so initially they thought that maybe he just committed suicide. Yeah. And it turns out that he had fucking he, killed three people. Yeah. So when was this? Uh, early 2000s. Oh, yeah, it had to be. So the last, like, hold on. The last date that they have written of anything was uh, he defeated Orlando Jordan in 2005. No, he defeated Mr. Kennedy in 2006. Kennedy! Like the MTV, the old MTV personality, the female. Yeah. Um, so at some point after 2006, he decided to execute his entire family and then take his own life. Yes. So did they? What, what did they initially attribute it to? Did they think like steroids, where he had some sort of like? I, uh, I think they probably just chalked up to drugs, which probably is still correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably is still the answer. Get out of here, this motherfucker's good. Good. Uh, look at him. No, he looks normal in the... I mean, he's fucking jacked. All these guys, dude, yeah. are fucking... They all look like they take steroids. Who's this? Uh, another Canadian, uh, Chris Jericho. Oh, he's in AEW now. Uh, the Walls of Jericho, or the Lion Salt, or the Jericho... Uh, what do they call it in WWF? Uh, yeah, Y2J, Chris Jericho. He's the lead singer of Fozzie. Fozzie Bear? No, the band, Fozzie. Based on Sesame Street. <laughs> He's in a band called Five. Seriously, he sings. He is yeah. he good, uh, dude. Like they just released an album, uh, maybe six months a year ago, and it sounds like it could be an early '90s rock album. Oh wow! It's just okay. got that like mud. It sounds almost like mud vein. Oh, all right, all right. Um, how about Salvatore Sincere? Oh. That's it. That's three. You got oh, there me. There we go. Another American signature move. Sincerely yours. Ugh. How fucking stupid. <laughs> you have to see this outfit. Excuse me. Oh. 
follow us on Instagram for the following picture. <laughs> Let's see this fruit like a banana. Dude, he's dressed in this. I don't even know how to explain. He has this this hat on that I feel like people in Panama would wear. Oh. He's an American. He's from uh oh, he's from Philly. And I don't even know how to explain this outfit. It's white with like pink stripes on it, and it goes all the way down to his ball sack. Ooh. All right. I don't know any of these guys that I mentioned. I don't know any of them. Not one. I think I did pretty good. I held, uh, my, I held my own. Yes. Dude, some of these people are fucking weird. The Executioner? Yep. His outfit looks fucking horrible. The Executioner was, I believe, Tugboat, who also became the Shocker. These guys just keep getting fucking like... like Repackaged. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is that so? Let me ask you this before we wrap this up. If if you go from was it how to how to ask this question? If you went from a baby face to a heel or vice versa or switched numerous times in between, were you required? Did you have to change your stage name? Your gimmick? No. <clears throat> so your name stayed the same. You would. So if you went to WWF, uh-huh. Vince McMahon owns everything. So you come to WWF, you apply, right? Okay. And I'm like, hey, sit down, pal. And what do you what do you like? Oh, I'm into airplanes, you say, mm. right? Oh, I got it. We're going to call you Flying Brian, and you're going to fly through the air. Yes. Yes. And Make it like, happen. That's great. Vince McMahon now owns Flying Brian, so when you leave, you can never use that gimmick again. Oh, uh, so the reason why people have numerous names is they go to a different league. Right. Promotion. And that the other league. Promotion. They go to another promotion. Correct. They get promoted. And so the only time you would repackage somebody, if they came back, if they were hot when they left, and okay. they came back, they might reintroduce you as the same character. For example, Jim the Anvil Neidhart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was fired thousands of times and always came really? back as the Anvil. Yeah. Uh, he's a mess. British Bulldog, same thing. Hulk oh, Hogan. I remember British Bulldog. What about Rowdy Rowdy Piper? Yeah. He left a couple of times, came back. All right. Um, Sometimes, even without you leaving, they might repackage you if you're just if if he likes you, mm-hmm. if Vince likes you, and you're just not getting over, he might send you to Japan to learn a new hold, as they say, and then he would come back. Couldn't just do it in your basement, and <laughs> and well, because like Japanese wrestling is different. You learn new shit, uh, and like they fucking throw potatoes over there, so like you toughen up a little bit. Well, not as um, tough as here. They're throwing fucking batteries. <laughs> <laughs> the potato means like when you punch somebody, you're fucking leaning in. It's a shoot punch, not a working punch. Uh, it, it, they're using guns over there? No, no, no. Like a shoot. Uh, so like a working punch is a wrestling punch where I punch you, but my fist is not closed all the way. So when it hits you, it's like almost getting slapped. A shoot punch would be, or throwing a potato would be, I clench my fist and I fucking punch you. Shoop. <laughs> a shoop punch. Shoot. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Let me stop this then. I'm sorry. A, sh- a shoot yeah. punch. So they're not pulling their punches. You're actually getting hit. Yeah. And some guys work like that. Some guys just lean into their shit. Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me that fuck WWE, I should be watching Japanese wrestling. Or WWE. Some guys do it. Uh, Chris Benoit was one of those guys. Well, look what fucking happened to him. (laughs) Fucking start leaning into it. The next thing you know, you're fucking executing children and your wife. (laughs) And then you're swallowing your own gun. Um, Okay. But yeah, so they would go to Japan and learn a new hold. A great example of that is Prince Albert. 
they required people to get Prince Alberts? No, the guy's name was Prince Albert. He was all tatted up and uh, and had a piercing and had piercings all over him. And they thought they place. were cute. Like Vince McMahon doesn't know who the, any of this shit is. Like, hey, we got a great name for this guy, Vince Prince Albert. I love it. No idea what it actually is. No, stop. It. Yeah, he's so out of touch. He has no fucking idea what's going on. He's like, that sounds great. <laughs> So now we have Prince Albert. Okay. Prince Albert obviously doesn't get over because he's a big, hairy fucking retard. Yeah, it's disgusting. So they repackage him into A-Train. A-Train. And then that doesn't get over, so they send him to Japan to learn a new hold. Okay. And he comes back as Tenzai, and they pretend that he's Japanese. <laughs> and then so, that doesn't get over. And at some point, Vince is just like, okay, you just suck. <laughs> this guy can't like connect with the fans. Right, exactly. Now, wh- what do you think is... What do you think is the most important thing for these guys to connect with the fans? Do you think it's like their gimmick? Nowadays, it's all about gimmick and work. Back in like the 90s and the 80s, it was probably a com- like Ultimate Warrior, right? Yeah, yeah. Super over. White meat baby face. The guy knew two moves, and he did them poorly. Every single wrestler to a man hates him. Really? Hates him because he would hurt people all the time. Well, hated him. Well, yeah. yeah. Um. But he was super over because his gimmick and he just had that that X factor that like you know famous people talk about. He was just electric. Yeah, and yeah, it was the awesome. Rock, the Rock was the Rock was a hell of a hand. He you know he he was a good. They gave him a hand. A good worker. He played blackjack. He was a good. He he was good at his craft. He could make the moves look like they hurt. Uh, he could take bumps like a pro. Mm-hmm. Every time he would hit him, like you having never wrestled in your life. Yeah, the Rock would tell you, "All right, kid." Clench your fist, not all the way, and just punch me. And you would throw a punch, and you would tell when you hit him, it's like a limp dick hitting, yeah, yeah. hitting him in the face. But he would fucking go flying and hit the ground. You'd be like, holy shit. He would sell it. He nailed it. He would sell it. Unlike uh, that video you showed me of Steve Austin beating up Vince McMahon. And then hitting him with a bedpan. Outside of the bedpan, it was the most painful, yeah, uncomfortable thing I've ever watched. Him stomping him on the ground was so juvenile. Like... I, I picture like a six-year-old doing that with his teddy bear to like emulate yeah. wrestling. But people, they, they buy into it. They love it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. he was the ringmaster. What does that mean? That was his nickname. That was his gimmick. He was the ringmaster. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, brought him in <coughs> as the Million Dollar Champion. And that Wait, gimmick was- so he was known as the Million Dollar Champion? He he was the million dollar champion. Million dollar man crafted his own belt. He didn't want to deal with the WWF belt, so he built his own. With but he was part millions. of the WWF. Yeah. So it, he spent his, his own. And his gimmick was he hard earned money. He yes created his own belt. Correct. So when he won the belt, with he was going to take with his black man easy. servant Virgil. <laughs> Virgil. Virgil. Yeah. I don't remember Virgil. I remember million dollar man. Yeah. Ted DiBiase. The million, the million dollar dream. Dollar man. Yeah. 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 So he brought in the ringmaster, and that gimmick was terrible. And through just evolution, he became Steve Austin, then Stone Cold Steve Austin that we know today. Okay. Um, has there ever been a wrestler that's gone undefeated? No, because it's not about wins and losses. It's about telling stories, like what sells. Like That's why Goldberg was so like annoying. That's why this week is weak. That's why this league is weak. <laughs> How this fucking weeg is leak. What a... F- Why are you rolling twice? Because it, it rolled outside oh. of the thing. I rolled a 16. I can't believe I said weeg is leak. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, nobody's undefeated. And it's really not about wins and losses. It's okay. really not even about the belt. 
like some guys don't need a belt. Again, The Rock, right. Stone Cold. These guys are so, so high up there. They don't need a belt. Yeah. They sell tickets just by being them. So hold on. Neither of them have ever won the belt? Of course they have. Oh, but, they have. Yeah. Okay. But that that was like on their way up. Then they become the champion. They legitimize the belt for the fans, for the marks out there like me. The smart, right, right, right. The smart marks. Smart marks. Yeah. I'm a smart mark because I know all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're an educated mark. I yeah, I would say I'm one level below smart mark. Um, I'm an educated mark. So smart mark is the top level fan. Smart marks are guys that read like the dirt sheets. They they go online. They know that all read the, the what the dirt sheets. <sighs> Where this show is gonna be like four hours long. How long is this fucking bullshit? Yeah, well, we have to spend half of it defining terms. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this. No, they're going to be like, what this the fuck? This is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> Dyson Pipes just did a heel turn. Oh, my God. We got no heat. No, we're now bad guys. Yeah, we're not over anymore. No, we're under. We used to be over. It, were we? If Again, mm-hmm. if you like this shit, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Okay. They or, probably do this a lot better than we're doing. Yeah, because they were there. They know all this shit. And they have very interesting stories. Dude, it's all fake. So we are just as good as them. Well, like they talk about, like there was one match where, uh, 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 like I told you the story about uh, Big Boss Man and the Big Show when the Big Show's mm-hmm. dad died and they did this crazy oh fucking romp through a graveyard and the cemetery was open and there was a service. You could see it in the background <laughs> and they had to run after they were done filming That's and they awesome. left a $50,000 tip so they wouldn't get arrested. It, dragging a casket <laughs> yes. w- with a police car. So it's just fun stories like that. Like yeah. Vader, uh, you find out that nobody liked wrestling Vader in real life because he never washed his gear. So his hands smelled like death because he wore gloves and he would never wash them. Yeah, it's disgusting. Okay. Uh, real quick, before we wrap up, let's just do one more for a bonus. Uh, one, one more bonus one. I want to get like a good one. One more bonus. Tori Wilson. Uh, yeah, she's hot. She was Another with one with big fake... Do yeah. any of these chicks have no, natural tits? No. They're Sunny. all fake Find tits. Sunny. Go into the index and find Sunny. Sunny was the most downloaded uh, picture on AOL when she first uh, hit the scene. I know you want me. I know you want me. Who's the one that like the porn leaked out of? China. No, no, no. There was another one recently. I oh. remember like something in the news about some famous like female uh, wrestler. Uh, I'm unaware. Yeah, she was taking like money shots left and right. She said Sunny. Yeah, S U N N Y. Oh, S U, Sunny. Three twenty nine. I still find Sunny to be the most attractive. How about superstar Billy Graham? Oh yeah, he's got some nice earrings. Killer Kowalski. Ah, oh, Sunny. Okay. So what's her deal here? Uh, she was just she was the first like hot woman's, but all the females were managers, right? If that, yeah. She was the first one that kind of like, like Elizabeth was very classy, very right. like Princess Diana. Uh, oh, she, so Sunny is the first one to like show cleavage, yeah, and like her ass and stuff oh. like that. You can find her today uh, on Skype, fingering herself for money. What? <laughs> yeah. She just sits on her bed and finger blasts herself. Yeah, she tries fall- to get tips. Yeah, she's fallen kind of far. You think? <laughs> you think? I know you want me. Alicia didn't fall as far as China. China fell six feet. <laughs> <laughs> the ninth wonder of the world. Wow. 
So, all right. Uh, uh, here we are. We made it to the other side. We made it. I don't know how many other people made it, but we're here. <laughs> out of out of the percentage of people that will download this, four. How, <laughs> how many do you think will enjoy this? Oh my god! You know there is a pro wrestling tabletop game we could play. Uh, a TTRPG. Yeah. Um, let's pass. When we see that uh, three people downloaded this episode, I I, I don't think we but should. They play won't these. know. They're going to download it. And then oh, they're going to find point. out. We had to listen. To, when we to, find out that next week nobody's listening to our <laughs> show anymore, <laughs> then I think it's time. We're not going to play that one. So I guess the name of this show will be Heel Turn. Yeah, it's got to be Heel Turn. Yeah. I like that. All right. So uh, to... What do we even talk about? To Baker's Mark. I, I only referenced it like six times. <laughs> By the way, I'm drinking Baker's Mark. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Two uh, bull mastiffs. <laughs> Some scary sons of bitches, especially at night. An all black one, not wearing war gear. So that's a plus. Two. Uh, Why didn't I take his armor class into consideration before I ran? Mm. Sucks to be me. Two uh, China. God rest her soul. And from what I've heard, I've ugh, I've never watched a video, but I remember people talking about that her clit was the size of a normal man's <laughs> penis. Do I edit that? Do we leave it? What's wrong with clit? All right, two dice <laughs> and pipes. <laughs> Look at that meat wallet. 